Welcome to the Amateur Logic 2018 New Year's Eve live stream. I'm George. I'm Tommy. And I'm Mike. And we've got a show pulled together tonight. Unlike any other that we've done probably since two years ago when we did this. But it, And unlike one we'll do until next year about this time. If we do <laughs> one, you know. It's it's only been a every other year event so far, it seems like, but uh, hey, that's okay. We save it all up to give you twice as much at once. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, we want to mention that uh, we've got a chat room going anytime we're doing a live stream, and I can't really post it at the bottom of your screen here, but just imagine it says amateurlogic.tv slash chat. Yeah, it would it would be amazing if yeah. they were there. It would be. There's a lot of folks in there. So I've got evidence right here. We were talking about putting the chat room on screen a while ago. There. And, that, and there it is. There it is. Okay. <clears throat> a lot to go tonight. We were trying to time this out where we could hit everybody to have the people in the right time zones at uh, at New Year's Eve. Well, of course, naturally, we're uh, about 20 minutes late starting, so uh, that that may not happen. So if if the corks don't pop here at straight up midnight, don't let that stop you. Go, go ahead, wherever <laughs> you are, uh, celebrate New Year's Eve and uh, and New Year's 2019 when it comes in in your time zone. We've got a lot of stuff to go tonight, so let's get on into it here. Mike, you sent us a video clip here, and I was trying to decide exactly who this was here. I, I think I may have seen this guy before. Um, maybe you can explain it to us. Who is that? I'm not really familiar. Merry Christmas! I have my suspicions about who that was maybe doing a drive-by in front of my house. <laughs> that's that's what it looked like to me. It, it, I thought it was Santa, but it looked more like Frosty the Snowman up there. What? Yeah, that's the... Uh... The unfortunate oversaturation of my cheap, uh, I, I just shot that with my, my um, camera phone, and uh, it got totally washed out. It, it almost looks like the 
Stay Puft Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters up there on that on that fire <laughs> yeah. engine. <laughs> it did. Well, and I, I want to say the phrase of the night coined by Glenn just right now in the chat room. He said, hey, we didn't have anything else to do. That's why we're here. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm glad that. you did. He might say that we could say the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks for coming up with that, Glenn. You know, every now and then he hits the nail on the head. I think he did tonight. He's a wise man. Yep. Uh, my uh, Email does approve of the cheap camera phone mic. He says he likes it. So, of course... You know, email doesn't like to spend money, so it explains that. Well, we've got a couple of emails and posts and things that we were going to cover tonight, and we don't want to tarry with them too long, but the first one here, let's see, I guess, uh, Mike, we will look at the first one that you sent me there, and I guess you got my message about the one we couldn't include there, but... um, I I did not get that message, George. Okay. Um, you sent me one, two, three, four, five different links. The, okay. The fourth, and I have them up in front of me here. Which yeah. which one are we uh, uh, not reporting on the first one, I take it? No. Um, the one on Jonathan, I couldn't get that link to work, so we're just going to skip that uh, story. Okay. But what All we right. were talking about here is the first one you sent us tell us what's going on there mike well apparently uh with all this uh, government shutdown um fcc is going to suspend most of their operations on january the 4th i think is when it's supposed to start if something doesn't happen between now and then um uh, hopefully i don't know what that means for us amateurs uh certainly um uh, there's going to be other uh, uh, government services affected by that as well. So I, I don't really know what to make of that. So hopefully it doesn't come to that, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, yeah, I guess you're right there. I, I didn't read the story, didn't have time to, but yeah, it could get interesting there. At least they're not suspending our licenses. No, but they're probably going to delay uh, issuing new ones and uh, upgrades and, and things like that, I would imagine. Good, yeah, it, it probably, oh, very so. possibly. Yeah, well, non-essential services, so yeah, it could be delayed a few days. Depends on who you're talking to, whether that's essential or not. But uh, yeah, yeah, true. Depends on if you're the guy who just took your exam, I guess. Yeah. Okay, Tommy, if you got uh, something there that you want to tell us about, yeah. Yeah, actually, I got an email from uh, Elliot. It's regarding my last segment on uh, PyStar. And uh, if you remember, I didn't run through the Wi-Fi setup on mine, but it was primarily from the lack of... uh, I just bumped my head on the corner over there. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how how that happened. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what's going on here. But anyway, it says... uh, This is Elliot, K1MF. We've got quite a few emails from him in the past. Uh, He's a good viewer for a long time. Anyway, it says, followed your PyStar segment. Uh, You also mentioned about updating the DVAP Pi altogether. That's the wrong email. Let me switch. 
Actually, I'll just do that one. I'll save the other one for later. Uh, anyway, followed your pie star segment. You also mentioned about updating the DVAT pie that you put together back in episode 57. I currently run six of those for myself and for others who are on D-Star. It would be nice revisiting the DVAT pie and maybe an update. Still stable as the first day it went on. To everyone at Amateur Logic, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and many more episodes ahead. I watch those back episodes more and more. I always pick up something new. Elliot, K1MF. Uh, appreciate that, Elliot. I think I will go back and, and do that. Uh, they've got a lot of nice distros out, like the Pi Star one that I showed. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people just want that that little simple, that simple, you know, no fuss. Just turn it on and it just works. So I may go back and, and revisit that sometime here in the near future. Yeah, that... Uh... That could be interesting. I really liked the Pi Star one, by the way. That uh, yeah, that's a good. I copied it, and and I've got one going here. Don't have the DMR working on it yet, but everything else works like a charm. Mike, yeah. you've been playing with that, hadn't you? Yeah, I've. Uh, I finally got. I don't know how much you're going to get in the camera here, but. Um, well, I'll get as much as I can. Well, let's see. Uh, there's a there's a, a Nexion screen. You can see it's uh, MMDVM that I'm set up for. Uh, it's sitting on top of a Raspberry Pi 3, and then there's a um, Arduino Do uh, with whoops the uh, ZUM board on it, which handles all of the uh, all of the audio, and the and the Do handles all the uh, analog to digital and vice versa. But uh, I've had that like many other projects of mine, um, sitting on the shelf for a couple of years, and uh, I decided, hey, I, I might as well uh, dust it off and see what I can do now, now that PyStar is available. Is it working? Well, it needs to be co- connected up to some radios yet, but uh, PyStar is up and running, and uh, you know the dashboard's working, and I'm getting uh, information from the gateway. Uh, so it should work once I connect the radios. Cool. Well, there's one thing I wanted to mention here. You know, my favorite segment of the past year was the one I did in December where I made the um, the DTMF controller uh, that talked and uh, yeah. used an Arduino. It, it could be a, easily be a repeater controller. It had a lot of neat features on it. If you hadn't watched a December episode, I want you to go back and check that one out because... Hey, I think it's the coolest uh, project I've done in quite a while. And it's all um, homegrown right here. I just took bits and pieces and put it together and came up with this. But if you're doing the Arduino stuff, you can modify this to do just almost anything you want it to. What I'm talking about is uh, this right here, you know, an Arduino Uno, a DTMF decoder, a couple of relays, a temperature sensor, couple of, uh, you know, resistors and capacitors and such. You hook that to a radio, and uh, you can send DTMF commands, turn on and off the relays. Uh, the thing will talk back to you and confirm what you've done. It'll tell you the temperature. It'll tell you the voltage of your power supply. A lot of neat things. So go check that out if you haven't already. There was an error with that, and um, it it worked for me, but what happened here is when I was drawing out the schematic, I tried to make it as simple as I could. And you see that little DTMF 
board there at the top, and I've got those five wires coming straight down from it, all nice and neat. Well, it turns out um, that's backwards of how I wrote the code. So rather than modify the code, I, um, I redrew the drawing so that it would be correct for uh, what we need. And you can see now those wires are all twisted up in a jumble. Well, there was no other way to do it than that or else rewrite the code. So if you download the zip now mentioned in the show, it will have this version of the drawing in there. It's not really as complicated as you look like it is. And the wires are color-coded, so it's kind of easy to follow. It's I would have had to take that board and turned it upside down and drew it to get the wires to go straight down. So... Um, there you go. It it uh, it works fine. It's just a little change in the wiring, and I don't know that uh, how many people have tried it and it didn't work for. But Mike Kerr uh, is the one who discovered that WA6ARA, and uh, he gave us a heads up there. So there you go. I've just corrected the schematic. So uh, just follow that. The the code is the same. You could change it in the code. If you'd already built something with the wire in the other way, it's not that difficult, but it just seemed easiest to to change the drawing there. That's really cool. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a DTMF decoder uh, add on board for the Arduino before. Uh, you could use that with an Arduino, a Raspberry Pi, just about anything you wanted to. You know, I built one of those using the discrete components and a DTMF decoder chip back in. Right after we got our Ooh, licenses. that's a long time ago. Oh, yeah, that was like 91 or 92. And because I had a rig that I couldn't DTMF control otherwise, it didn't have that fully invented yet. At least it didn't work right on that rig. So I had to build my own, and it was a lot more complicated. It took a lot more parts. And this, this just was really simple to do right here for me. I have to admit, it worked pretty nice, though. Oh, it worked great. I'm going to do something else with it sooner or later. Well, um, Mike, this this next it's just a short video here that we've got, and I think this is something you stumbled across. You really like the half-speed theaters, don't you? Well, it seems to be a favorite of uh, a lot of people in the chat room as well. Um, but uh, I'm not responsible for the content. I just work with what I've got. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's let's see what you got. Um. Anyway, I wasn't really quite sure what the Cumberland rum butter is, but Nigel put a document in here with it, so I'm gonna go ahead and read that if you want to, right? For before we open it up and okay. try it. Anyway, it says Cumberland Rum Butter. This authentic rum butter recipe known as hard sauce. Uh oh. It might be uh -oh. really real rum. <laughs> Did y'all open this before the show? I'm going to drive. I've got to drive home. <laughs> Did you make it home? 
that's a <laughs> classic. I bet you Nigel is <laughs> laughing right now wherever he is. <laughs> it looked like we had way more than rum, than rum butter before that. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and, you know, the magic of that is all you had to do is take it and play it at half speed, and it, like, increases the alcohol content tremendously. Exponentially. Because we wasn't even drinking, you know. <laughs> just, uh, the rum butter was just that good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I I rendered those out for this thing, and I, we were laughing. I showed them to Sabrina, to my wife Sabrina, when we rent, after I rendered them, and we were just in tears over here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is pretty funny. Um, I tell you what, we're going to jump past this next item here on our playlist because, uh, well, we're just running – a little too late to pull that in, and we have a special guest that's kind of in context with um, with what we're just talking about right here. Let me see if I can get him in and get him centered up on the screen. Well, uh, there he is. It it is the the man of the hour that we were oh, just yeah. speaking with. I lost him. I moved him out of the way. There he is. Ah, yeah. Hi, Nigel. You How you doing, Joe? Hey, Nigel. Uh, Tommy, happy, I guess it's Happy New Year already over there. It is. I'm going to raise a glass. This you should have done at midnight, oh, but they not, didn't do. Is your audio? I'm going to say something in Scottish Gaelic. We don't hear you. Is it something I did wrong? We here? can hear it. You can. Yeah. 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 Okay. Slanjivar to your good health for 2019. Cheers. Uh, uh, it's a little early for a glass here, so I can't raise one with you. But <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, yeah. guys. Tommy, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. I wonder. Oh, so you yeah, enjoyed, you enjoyed the rum, Cumberland here. rum butter? I assume he's going out. Oh, it was fantastic. I assume oh, everybody's hearing him over on the the live stream there, but uh, I don't yeah. know why I can't hear him here. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, everything's working this fine this time, and uh, if you've noticed, I've got my tartan uh, plaid on. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, Lady Julia's gone to bed. She's gone to, up to uh, Bedfordshire. She's not a, a night owl. I've, if you've noticed me on the chat rooms, I uh, seem to sit there till 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to work you for the first time, and uh, and uh, I've been a long time viewer, and uh, perhaps we will tell about what, how I got into amateur radio, and also getting my American license. So would uh, would you like me to go ahead with that? Uh, yeah, but first, um, tell us your your title there. You're not just Nigel P. Lawrence. You've got a, a actual title, don't you? Yes, I own a wee bit of land in Scotland. It's called, I'm a laird, L-A-I-R-D. Okay, I didn't know what that was. I had to ask my wife. I thought it was a first name, and she said, no, that's not a first name. That's that's a title. Okay. It's, I own it's land, a, and the lady due from... there, she owns land as well. That's why she's got the title lady. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's, she's, she's fast asleep in horizontal mode. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, t- yeah, tell us about your uh, licensing there. 
Oh, the, the license in the UK, I um, go back to back to 1985. I uh, was stat my uh, uh, British license. We, we only had, um, I had to go to the local college to do it then because it was, you didn't do it at local clubs then, uh, City and Gills. And um, passed that, and that granted me a license for 144 megahertz and above, but had no Morse code test. A few years later, I'm dyslexic, so if you have honest, bear with me when I've written to you some emails, you might miss a few words out. And um, basically, we uh, went to a ham fest, or we call them radio rallies, in North Yorkshire, and there was a team of uh, VEs there. And I sat there, their test. I uh, did the novice, the technician, and then a, a couple of weeks later, went back and did the general. And then I applied to the UK authorities to uh, get my full uh, A license. Uh, but a local club round here didn't. Oh, well, you shouldn't have done that. You're not American. I said, it doesn't matter. I've got a qualification. The British authorities accepted it. So that is how I got G1. Uh, I was G1 MEJ. I'm now G0 MEJ. Cool. And uh, you just did it right there in the UK. You didn't have to come here to no, take no. an exam. Um, if I, I'm going to, one of these days, going to get around to doing my extra. I hold the US call KG0PL, and uh, it was a friend, uh, an expatriate, who's now Silent Key in Fort Collins. But before I had that, when I just got my... Uh, general i used to be n5 oxa in mississippi oh really wow yeah so th that was also an expat uh, so obviously for us fcc regulations you have to have um a, a postal address i've never been to the united states i make that quite clear all i've ever done has been sat my test on a military base here in north yorkshire in northern england so how many people do you think have, have gotten licensed to that way? I, and not just you, I know. Well, there was uh, um, as another amateur in my town. I uh, can't remember his U.S. call, but it's G3IZD. He holds uh, an amateur extra. Another friend, uh, he let his uh, technician lapse. And a uh, silent key, again, he, I introduced him to the club. He's now a silent key. He had an a American technician license as well, so it's quite feasible to do it. And our national convention in the autumn or fall uh, with the RSGB, you can go and do your American tests there as well. So uh, it's open. To, if you're an um, American citizen uh, working in our country, you can then uh, go and contact the Ripon Amateur da uh, Radio Society or the Dali Amateur Radio Society. Check that on Google. And then you can go and arrange to do a test, and that's uh, like $15. But over here in the UK, our exams are a lot more expensive, a lot more expensive. At one time, you could only do one exam at a time, but now you can sit them all in one go. My wife, she holds, um, she started with the foundation class license, and basically with the foundation, you can start with absolutely know nothing about uh, a radio. But uh, by the, the Sunday, you start Saturday morning, finishing by Sunday afternoon. If you've made the grade, you passed, you've got a 10 watt license. And then she uh, further herself, she's got, now got an intermediate license, where that's where the 2E comes into it. She's a 2E0, Juliet Bravo Papa. And uh, she's, she had to do some more uh, tests, uh, written exams, and also some soldiering tests. 
she had to make a simple receiver and uh, that thing. But she she can't seem to pass the uh, the the advanced class. And so that's that's one thing that's different uh, over there than it is here. You know, if if you get your entry level license here, a technician, you don't really have any HF privileges to speak of. You got a little bit of ten meters, but um, and maybe some CW privileges, but. It's different over there in the UK. You do have some, some HF. Oh companies. yes, the the, the 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 foundation do have a lot of the access to the HF bands, and um, they can use CW and they use digital modes as well. Wow, and it's just a, at a lower power. Yes, a very low power. There's ten watts. And um, I was talking to your next guest, Andy. We are acquainted because uh, obviously Colorado, and we were talking about uh, the power. Um, and I've also had an interview with uh, Ted Randall a few years back. Uh, the difference between the power over there that your, your kilowatt license over here in the UK, there's not many amateurs running. We're only allowed to run 400 watts PEP at the aerial antenna or aerial. So and there's not many amateurs in my area are actually got towers. We've just got wires. So yeah. you've got to listen to us. All amateurs, uh, I've got a, a very small. Uh, backyard and uh, my uh, HF aerial at the moment is down, and um, but it was like in a zigzag, L-shaped sort of uh, configuration because I live in a small terraced house and I can't and I can't put it over the over the over the uh, backyard wall because it's a public highway. Oh wow, uh, you know I, and it's the time of year that I could be doing it now. I need to get on there, but I used to go right below 3,800 in the the dx window there and uh talk with the guys over in the uk uh there's one guy that has just a amazing station over there george and i can't call his call sign right off he's using mm-hmm. a four square always yeah gangbusters in here but there's several guys over there that that make it over here pretty good in the winter you know when there's not the the lightning well, yeah, yes, that's the thing, but I don't have the uh, the real estate. <laughs> that's the problem. Oh, yeah, well, I, I have a a loop here in the backyard that for for eighty meters, but I don't have room that I can put it up like a delta, or yeah, or square. So it's sort of a trapezoidal loop because that's what would fit, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I do quite well on six meters because I made myself a homemade uh, delta loop and I've done quite well with 100 watts. But uh, where my house is located, if you've gone on Google Maps and Google Earth, I'm surrounded by tall uh, buildings, which is the shipyard. So I do well to get out. It's a, it's a challenge. Well, and I forgot to mention right when you came on here, it's, uh, we're, we're not in the same year as you now. Oh, it's, it's 1st of January here, and the local time is 0349 hours GMT. So, so Happy tell New me. Year. Yeah. How is 2019 going to be? You're the first guy I've talked to that has actually experienced it. Well, <laughs> normally I, I would normally be up in Scotland, um, uh, Celebrate, because you know, Hogmanay is very much a big thing in Scotland, as you see if you've seen pictures on the TV with Edinburgh and Stirling. In fact, there's one place up in uh, northeast Scotland called Stonehaven where they have fireballs on, 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 on things, swinging them around. And I'd, I'd like to wow. see that. That, that does sound <laughs> interesting. Uh, you know, what, 
Tommy or Mike, I'm sure y'all have got some questions for Nigel. I, I was just curious about, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, four, the four meter band because we don't, we don't have that allocation over here. Yeah, the how, four meter band is allocated them? to region one and uh, the, the new uh, radios like ICOM, um, the 7300 is now a standard kit. It's uh, so uh, thing, but I've got a transverter. Before, before the, the major manufacturers have got on board, you only had to uh, transvert or you used um, a PMR converted like uh, public service radio and convert it to FM. I've um, years ago, uh, a lot of the European countries weren't allocated it. They, they were still used for public broadcasting. Uh, I think it's still in the United States and, and Canada. Uh, I think you still use it for public broadcasting. It's an interesting band. It's uh, kind of like two meters, but better. But when Spratty Key comes about, it's uh, like six meters. Nice. But we also got a power limit of uh, only 160 watts on there. We are restricted. We can't run 400. We're only allowed 26, is 400 uh, 20 dB. Is 400 your max for HF? All, HF All bands? most bands, yes. Most oh, well. bands. You can get, through the regulator, Ofcom, you can apply for a higher power license. But you've got to go through a few hoops to see why you wanted it. Say if you want to put a, an EME station up, you can apply for a higher power license, but not generally granted for everybody. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Hmm. There's 1,500 watts here, typically, on, on most of the HF bands. What is it the same in Canada, Mike? Uh, it's 1,500 watts um, PEP. Yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah, same here. I have so so when you guys listen to us, uh, we're on our uh, hundred watts and a wire. <laughs> it, you got to listen to us, and it, and especially when our lower class licenses, like the the foundation and the intermediate, where they've only got ten watts, the foundation class, which is the M3, uh, uh, M6, and now M7, uh, the uh, the first prefix. And uh, the two E's, zeros, they're 50 watts. So if you hear them, give them a chance. Oh, oh certainly. We'd, you know, whenever we hear a station from over there, we, we definitely try to listen up. And your band plan's a, a little bit different over there. What, what frequency? Well, we, with the, the, the 80 meters, like I was saying in the email to you earlier, we do not have the top end of 75 meters. Um, because it's start, it's uh, 3.5 to 3.8. That's it. We, we 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 don't go the top end of 80 meters. So uh, and uh, same with um, 40 meters. We're only uh, allowed um, from seven to seven uh, one nine nine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the the uh, 30 meters is the same. 20 meters is the same. Um, 18 meet, uh, the 80 meg band's the same, and uh, 21's the same, and 24 and 28 are the same. The so, top bands are all full allocation. So anybody with a general in the U.S. could talk with you, with the exception of uh, 75 meters. Correct. The generals here can only go to 3,800. That's as low as they can go, so you, You've got to either be an extra or have the old advanced class license to, to yeah, be able to. Like I have, yeah. yeah. Or you work split. Or you work split, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's that's how you do do it there. I mean, uh, I I've heard you uh, people from North America, uh, but I've not got the uh, the real estate to get the aerials high enough uh, because um, over here towers and masts uh, to get one put up properly, you have to go to the authorities and uh, get planning permission. It's not as easy as you guys where you got your PRB one. I don't know about Canada. Uh, but it's uh, a lot more restricted over here. Well, there there are restrictions here, and it's mostly to do with uh, neighborhood covenants. You know, a lot of uh, uh, neighborhoods in in the cities have restrictive covenants that won't allow you to put any kind of antenna outside. Now, that's that's with a, a neighborhood agreement. It's not a government thing. But right. you're you still got to comply with all that. But as as far as the government stuff, yeah, they you know they really are not supposed to prevent you from from putting up antennas. I say not supposed to because I'm sure it it does happen from time to time. Yeah. Well, we've always we've always had able to put stealth aerials up or antennas mm-hmm. uh, if you can get away with it. And we put it in a loft or something like that. In fact, I've got um, uh, the original uh, cobweb by Steve Webb, TPW. It was given to me. It's the original British T, uh, cobweb aerial, but it needs some uh, fixing before it can put outside because the, one of the bands, is, the spreaders is broken, so it needs repairing. But that is an original uh, original cobweb aerial, and I've actually had the privilege to actually meet the, the designer many years ago at a radio rally at Hamfest. Wow, that, and that's a good antenna. We use one here at Field Day. And yeah. uh, well, Tommy's used it a lot, and it it's a good performer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what I, I've used for the higher HF bands and and the uh, the doublets uh, within the zigzag L shape uh, for the lower. And my lowest I can go to is sixty meters, which is channelized, just the same as in the, in the states. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, six, you know, most, yeah. of, and I'm sure it's the same way there because we got more or less the same radios, just maybe a little bit of different um, bands set up in them. But, you know, a lot of radios here, they don't come with 60 meters just right there readily available. You can get to it, but, uh, yeah. you know, you got to make I, your I, own I, channels. I my modified mine. I, I use a Linko, and uh, I think my Kenwood has been modified as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't, I'm not in the, I'm like a meal. I'm uh, an amateur with a budget. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We won't call no, you cheap. Are you, Nigel, are you limited to 100 watts on 60 meters over there? Uh, we're allowed 100 watts, yes, uh, the dipole, yeah. and that's it. Uh, we're only 100 watts on the dipole, nothing uh, spectacular. Right, same over here. Yeah. Well, um, let's take a quick look at something here that uh, Mike pulled out for us because we're going to have to be moving on pretty quick here, Nigel. But, uh, Mike, we've got one more half-speed theater, I think, queued up and ready to go. Well, that made me laugh before with the rum butter. (laughs) (laughs) It was really good stuff, and, uh, of course... Not alcoholic, but you wouldn't have guessed that by, by. Well, at no, that what clip. what I'm drinking here is not. <laughs> I also have to thank my uh, um, my care address uh, amateur friend in Fort Collins. That's where I have my address. He 
uh, funny enough, the bottle of uh, this uh, Lice Liqueur single malt whiskey came some time ago. And uh, but I can't send it back to you guys because you've got some strange uh, laws that you can't have uh, alcohol <laughs> come into your country. Oh well, yeah, you, well you couldn't have alcohol here at all at one time, but they changed that pretty quick. Is <laughs> an is an interesting thing. I've just I'm bringing it up to the camera, and it's got a call sign, and I bought it from a certain auction site. Oh, I have to ever get me out there. Yeah, and it's got the call sign on there. Oh, let me have a little remind me of the call sign is uh, G2NE. Uh, it's a Mr. Sampson, and uh, it still works. So oh. it's really really nice key, and uh, oh. I've never advanced from a straight key. I've just still I still um, thing like to use the straight key. Yeah. Well, that's that's that was, nice. That's a the collector's piece. So uh, there we go. And one of these days, I will go around and get around to doing uh, my extra. But uh, I've got other things on the in the in in uh, in the pro guest. I've, I left school without any formal qualifications. I am dyslexic, so I've just passed my entry level uh, level one in English, and I'm going to do my level one in maths. And obviously, once I've got that out of the road, I'll have a stab at the extra, and it means an, a round trip. 80-mile uh, round trip to Ripon in North Yorkshire uh, to do. So we'll stay overnight somewhere. And I may try and uh, get the Lady Judy to do a technician. Cool. That'll, that'll <laughs> <Yes>. be nice. <laughs> well, and we, and we, we use ham radio, and our, we've got a bike and sidecar. Um, we use uh, ham radio or uh, PMR radio to talk to each other. Wow. So we... Or I, I, if, I, if she starts... Uh, Nagging me, I just switch it off. <laughs> <laughs> that works. It's a, a magic switch right there on the rig. Hands free as well. Oh. I, was, I was talking to another amateur about network radio. It seemed to be very coming about whether you're using the telephone network. Again, there's somebody who has got restrictions and who can't put aerials out. Although it's not proper amateur radio, but it's a, it's a starting point. I've just got myself. A new smartphone. I haven't got D-Star myself, but I put Peanut on it, and mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. But it's not the full D-Star. It is a compromise. That's what I have heard. That that we yeah, uh, we've been kind of looking into. I've got a friend that's using it, and uh, it's it's nice. But yeah, you're you're right. It is a compromise. I well, what I, I have found with it is that the if you get Peanut to Peanut. The audio sounds really natural as, as we're talking now, but mm -hmm. when you get from uh, Peanut to RF, uh, somebody going with a D star, it sounds like the RDD2 sort of situation. Yeah, well, you're working isn't, with the isn't limited. Is David doing the uh, vocoding on that uh, yeah. when it comes to Peanut? Yes. Yes, the uh, PA7, is it? L-L-I-M? PA7, L-I-M. Yeah. 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 Very clever guy. Yeah, he's yeah, he's working on it. It's, an, it's a nice introduction to digital voice, though. Um, you know, if somebody wants to try it out, it, it's pretty cool. Well, as I said, I, I'm, I've got hearing problems, and uh, if I can't hear it properly, that's what I have heard my friend um, doing uh, a D-Star remotely via Skype, and that's how I've done remotely. I've operated uh, uh, K0OJ's uh, remote station, and I've operated uh, on Fire Station, 
and he's given me a, a chance to go on D-Star, and I just have a difficulty listening to it when it sounds uh, um, like RD2 or yeah. uh, Star Wars characters. It's it, yeah, it does. It doesn't sound like analog. It's a, a little yeah. bit different. Well, Nigel, we want to thank you for being here with us tonight, and wish you a happy new year. We're going to have to move on because we got. Um, well, we're trying to keep loosely to a schedule so we can get everybody yeah. in for their uh, uh, New Year's celebration there. And we appreciate you staying up really late so that you can oh, join yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to yeah, say hello to Magnus as well if he's listening. Uh, we have communi- communicated by uh, social media, but uh, I, I, I seem she's a, a very busy lass. So now uh, she's seen me, she then may, may want to talk to me. And just to quickly, uh, last month, it is last month now, 30 years ago, I was one of the many radio amateurs in the UK was at Lockerbie for the air crash disaster. And it, wow. it put me off flying. I could understand <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I still spell the um, aviation fuel. In fact, Mike, I was listening to um, when the disaster actually happened, I was listening to Radio Canada International live. I'm a little uh, Sony shortwave, but I didn't go until after the 26th or 27th of December. Mm. Well, thanks very much for the first uh, interview with you. I, I really, if you want to do some more, I'm, I'm welcome to open for you. Oh, we'll be catching up with you again, Nigel. Now that we know that we can do it and it it all works out fine, so. Uh... Well, incidentally, I'm not the only uh, um, um, proprietary software I'm using is the uh, the voice over IP, but the actual computer is Linux. Oh, okay, cool, very cool. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try Skype on Linux when I can get around to it. Yeah, might, might work better than what they've done to the Windows version of it. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard a lot of bad repel, and also when I go on um, um, uh, EchoLink. I use Qtel. Uh, we, I think I sent you an email of the yeah. drifts about the bits about it. And uh, there's also a server version, which obviously I'd recommend a Raspberry Pi Plus 3, yeah. to, uh, whereas your early version didn't work that well. Right. And I, I am going to be getting back to that because that's something I'm interested in. All right. 7-3, and you have a, a happy new year, and we'll be talking with you again soon. Yep. Thank you very much. I'll stay up and wait until the um, five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's pretty that's interesting. And Make sure it's not from seventeen hundred. <laughs> There's no date. So, established 1354. Wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't made third. Yeah, I'm just messing around. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying it. Yeah, I am too. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm thinking I brought the official Cumberland rum butter paper plate. <laughs> Look out. And plastic plastic. Work cracks me up every time. Fork. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to open it? Go ahead. You know it's the right proof if it melts the fork. <laughs> You're gonna get me going. Might not be able to drive home. I'm not sure. Okay. It uh, it doesn't smell like Vegemite or Marmite. Well, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think we're ahead of the curve. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you know, it, it actually sounds like we've been up in Canada trying some of the new legal herbs they got up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How has that worked out so far, Mike? Uh, it's... You know, it it, it uh, got a lot of attention in the media when it when it first became legal, and mm -hmm. then it just went radio silence after the first week. I have not heard another reporter incident or any, uh, other than the fact that the um, <laughs> the supply couldn't keep up with the demand initially. There were some problems <laughs> what, with. And what about the Dorito supply? It's probably running kind of low now. Well, you know, that would have been a smart business venture for somebody to to figure out if they could um i guess um open up fast food places right next door to where the dispensaries were <laughs> they'd probably make yeah. a good business that way you know the girl scouts set up outside one of those in colorado when they started and they were selling out of cookies like it was going out of style that's true <laughs> that's, that doesn't surprise me at all wow those those <laughs> things are those uh speed things are so funny man like I said, I, I I have no responsibility for the content. <laughs> it sort of, it sort of presents itself. Yeah, and that, and that the topic uh, from that show is just perfect for that. Oh yeah, that was that was just a, a natural the rum butter for sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, thanks thanks Emil, your uh, your comments were classic. Oh yeah, awesome. Wow. <laughs> I just noticed in the chat room we've got we got quite the variety of international guests there. We've got uh, Kevin uh, ZL1KFM from uh, New Zealand, and uh, Tame has been in there uh, for for yeah. quite a while. Um, and I see that uh, Amanda's in the house now. Happy New Year! It's not Happy New Year yet, is it? I guess it is for no, those folks. Not for Amanda, but yeah, it is for 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 the other folks. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. It'll be Happy New Year's here. we got another two hours to go. What time zone are you in, Mike? Uh, Eastern Standard Time currently, which is uh, 11.09 p.m. Oh. right now. So less than an hour to go to New Year's uh, for us anyway. Okay. 
Well, that will be here before you know it. You you may have to remind us, like knock us over or something, and tell us Happy New Year so that we'll yeah, be ready. Yeah, I think I think my daughter and my wife upstairs are going to uh, let me know when it's time. So, and I see um, uh, John Baggett uh, K two B A G is in the house as well. So he's in the same time zone. So he'll uh, I I don't know. We should find out if he's in Times Square because I know he's not far from that uh, location. So. Um, John, are you in Times Square by any chance? Yeah, it's it's a little latency there, it's so he a won't, delay. Yeah, he won't answer for a moment. Well, let's uh, let's take a quick break here. Give everybody a chance to stretch their legs and go to the snack bar. We've got a little video here. This is a another project that. Well, I I did. When did I do this one? I don't even know that I've, I have that information available. Yeah, I do. This was solving a problem that I had with the rig that a lot of people with this particular rig have. And I'm going to fess up right now. This project is still sitting on my workbench. I've never really completed it yet. <laughs> but... Um, I had a fun time putting this together back uh, in December of 2017, so, yeah, a year ago. Uh, Take a look at my heads-up display. This is the first HF rig that I ever owned. It's a Yaesu 857D, and I used it for several years, and it worked fine. Eventually, though, I upgraded to other rigs, and this one sat on the shelf for several years. I decided that uh, I would put it in the pickup truck that I own. It's kind of an extra vehicle. I don't drive that much. And I thought I might as well put an HF rig in there. I've got it. And I did. Unfortunately, after a couple of years, it developed a little problem. And I understand this is common to these rigs. You see the lines in the display there? Well... Uh, that's not very good. It makes it difficult to read the frequencies and other information on there. And the S meter, is that S7 or is that S3 that we're looking at there? Well, it's kind of hard to tell, isn't it? My friend Wayne, KG5RE, has the same rig with the same problem. Uh, Supposedly, it's the display that's used in there. It's mounted to a board with conductive epoxy, And after being in a hot vehicle for a period of time, that epoxy begins to break loose and uh, different segments uh, go out in the display, as you can see there. And it's not a good situation. I don't think you can buy the display itself. You may can send the head in to Yezu and have it repaired. I have not researched that option. I'm not sure what that cost. But I had some parts sitting around here, and I recall seeing Tommy's segment on a heads-up display for this exact rig back in episode 64 in March of 2014. And I thought, you know, um, I'll look around and see what parts I've got. Maybe I could just build a heads-up display and use that with this. Tommy had used a monochrome LCD display with his. And that would have worked, but I got to looking around, 
And I had this three and a half inch TFT LCD screen for an Arduino. It claims to be a touchscreen. I bought this at uh, Dayton Hamvention. However, upon further investigation, it's not a touchscreen at all, uh, which is not a big deal to me. I was just thinking 20 bucks. That's not a bad price for, um, you know, a graphics display that does RGB color. And this is it right here. It's based on an ILI9481 display. And I found that those are available from banggood.com uh, currently for only $10.73. On the rear of it, it doesn't say anything about being a touchscreen. There is a micro SD card slot on it, which I don't need right now, but could be handy for something in the future. And it takes a lot of I.O. pins to operate this. If you tried to use it with an Arduino Uno, you'd use up most all the I.O. pins that are available on there. So I'm going to be using it with uh, Arduino Mega instead. Now the Mega's got a little more memory on it and a lot more I.O. pins. And as a matter of fact, the example code I found on the display, the guy was using a Mega, so shouldn't have any problems there. You just mate the display onto the I.O. pins of the Mega, and I've still got plenty of I.O. pins left over on the sides here. I'm only going to use uh, pins 52 and 53 along with the ground to connect the TX and RX for serial communications. But there's plenty of I.O. ports left for other projects. Uh, you could put controls on there, push buttons, uh, anything you wanted. But I'm not going to do that at this point. We'll hook pin 52 of the Arduino to the TX connection on the cat slash linear connector and pin 53 of the Arduino to the RX pin on the connector. And, of course, ground on the Arduino to ground on the connector. That pretty much covers the hardware portion of the project. Of course, I'll want to build some kind of box to mount this into. Now let's look at the software. And here, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. I'm going to search on the Internet, find the individual pieces that I need to the puzzle, and then assemble them in a way that will do what I need. The first piece here is a cat library to work with the FT-857D. Fortunately, James Buck, VE3BUX, wrote one several years ago. This is the same one that Tommy used on his heads-up display, and that will save us a lot of work. Now, you can do this project for any rig that supports cat command or serial commands, but you'll have to do a little work. You can find this library at VE3BUX.com. The next piece we're going to need is some way to do the serial communications between the Arduino and the rig. Unfortunately, our display uses the pins that would normally be used for serial communications. However, we can use the software serial library that's included with the Arduino IDE to use other pins. Now, just keep in mind that some pins on the Arduino will not work with this library. The two that we're using, 52 and 53, are supported by it. You can find more information at arduino.cc. We'll need software to translate commands to our display. Unfortunately, the LCD display library that comes with the Arduino IDE will not work with this display. 
I did a little searching and I found the driver we need on GitHub at the address shown on the screen. It allows us to do most of the basic graphic commands on the ILI 9481 display. However, there's no text characters defined in the library. For that, we'll use the Adafruit GFX library that comes with a lot of included fonts, plus you can add your own fonts to it. Now that's four different pieces of software I've downloaded. I'll need the right code to tie all these together, but there's one more function I want to add that I don't think I've ever seen on a rig before. You know, I've got a little extra room on this display because it's fairly good size, so I thought, why don't I put a count-up timer on it so that anytime you key the transmitter, it will start counting and let you know how long you've been transmitting. And that could be handy to help you avoid timing out a repeater or any number of things. Now, a simple timer like that could easily be written on the Arduino, but I found one someone had already written, which meant it's been tested, and it works well, so that will save us a lot more time. You can find the count-up countdown timer at arduino.cc on the link I'm showing here on the screen. Now, most of this code is not super complicated. However, there's a good deal of it, more than we can cover here in this video. So I'm just going to give you a link here to the file where you can download the code and look at it yourself or actually use it in a project of your own. Well, let's see if this was worth all the effort. I could be looking at this on the display, and I might be able to guess what frequency I'm on, or I could be looking at this. Now the exposure's been turned down on the camera, so it's not quite as bright as it is in real life. It looks much better to the naked eye than it does through a camera. At the top there, I've got my call sign, my name, and then I'm displaying the mode, lower sideband, and RX for receive, and then I've got a big, nice display there to show me the frequency. And, of course, I'm in megahertz. And down at the bottom, I've got the S-units displayed as a numerical value and a bar graph that shows it as a graphic. When we begin transmitting, the indicator changes to TX, and the bar graph then displays power output. And it's a red bar there. The banding that you're seeing on it is not on the display. It's just an anomaly of the camera photographing it. And it's not actually calibrated to power output. It's just a rough approximation. In this case, we were transmitting with lower sideband. So you can see that modulation is affecting the power output. If we change modes to AM, then you'll notice it's a solid carrier there when we transmit. This is an inexpensive display, and it has a serial connection to the radio. If by chance the screen should become garbled, you can force it to redraw by just switching the radio to the packet mode. That way you don't have to power cycle the display in order to refresh the screen. Now here's a feature that I don't know that I've seen on a radio before. It's our count-up timer that keeps track of how long you've been keyed. You know, when you get excited or enthusiastic about a subject, it's easy to talk longer than you realize. This should help you prevent timing out repeaters. This display is not as nice as I've seen on radios that, you know, come with built-in color displays. However, it does help make this old radio a little more comfortable to operate, especially now 
that I can read the frequency gain. As I mentioned earlier, you could build this project for any radio that has cat or serial commands on it. You could also expand it a lot with push buttons and such to give you a lot of different functions. It just depends on how much time you want to put into it. This project was a lot of fun to build, and I got a lot of enjoyment out of tinkering a little bit with the Arduino and putting that display to work. And the bonus is, I can actually use this radio again. Well, I like the project. And as I mentioned, uh, I liked it too, but I just haven't. It's all in pieces. I could plug it all together and it still works, but I just have haven't put it in a box and got it, you know, fastened up, buttoned up. But um, it yeah, that display looks pretty bad. If you're ever going to use that thing, you're going to have to finish it. It's pretty difficult to read. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I you know I pulled out that radio right before the last time college because I was planning to use it for something but well you were here we couldn't even re really read. yeah we were going to try a demo to yeah. we'll get some uh audio issues with it and uh, as you can tell the although we're still two hours away from new year's eve here or, or two hours away from new year's the fireworks have already begun yeah, they've, I've been hearing them out, outside here as well. Why don't you two stall for me for just a moment? I'm going to grab something. Let's okay. let's see what's going on in the chat room. Sounds good. <coughs> uh, looks see, like, uh, huh? No, I was just uh, going to comment. Uh, it looks like a lot of folks are getting rain. It rained here this afternoon as well. Uh, over, I guess, the, you know, east. I think they're getting the cold snap over towards where Amanda is in Colorado and west. I, I saw a National Weather Service map, and uh, they were they were showing uh, that area to be uh, colder than normal seasonal norm. Wow. Yeah, my buddy up in Nebraska was talking about how bad the wind chill was supposed to be tonight, like 30 below or something. That's, that's wow. unbelievable. Tell them to keep it over there. Yeah, no kidding. And we're wearing short sleeve shirts here. The way <laughs> I like it. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, I, I can't tell you the temperature right now, uh, but uh, it's probably hovering around the freezing mark. Um, it's comfortable here, but uh, I, I, you know, the furnace is cycling on and off about every. Uh, 40 minutes or so so it's cold outside but not too cold this is nothing uh i think we're above norm this year it's pretty frigid here it's about 58 fahrenheit wow well i have pulled it out while we were talking it, it's still on the bench this this is that project and this is a speaker you can find these uh, external speakers at truck stops. It was. Yeah. The uh, the speaker that was in this cabinet, uh, the voice coil opened up on it. So I had this nice cabinet and just happened to be the right size for that display. And, wow. And the sure. Arduino Mega in there. 
and I got the bezel. I just, you know, took the speaker out, tore the grill off. So there it is. I've actually started on it. I mean, it's probably, you know, less than an hour's worth of work left to complete that. And there's a USB port if you need to reprogram it or something. So I just need to run the wires out the back and fasten this on where it doesn't fall off. And I, I've got it done, you know. That's that's the project. I don't know why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> you must not have wanted to use that radio. Well, I was... <laughs> Just just trying to conform with uh, you and Mike's two-year rule. That's that's generally my rule of thumb. Yeah. I got, a, I got a box beside me that I started putting all my, I don't know, can you see that? Yeah, it's transparent. <laughs> oh, incomplete, yeah. Well, off the pan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they go that's where they've been sitting the last couple of years most of them or more wow. i took a a photo while we were watching that last segment here i'm just going to share real quick you know i i said i've got four mics here and four keyboards and all this stuff going this this is what i'm looking at right now well it looks familiar it does to you if I see an extra monitor in there, yeah. Well, there's two extra monitors in there. Uh, that that usually. Oh, right it there. sure is. I see over to the right there. Yeah. So it can get a little bit confusing here. As a matter of fact, it's gone a lot smoother than I thought it would so far. Which we were only 20 minutes late getting started. I don't see the champagne flutes. Where are they? Well, all <laughs> they're, off, they're on the back wall, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where they are. I do have that one glass there, though. You know, I've got this one. This is actually, it's got holly on it. It's Christmas patterns, but it's the only one that I could find big enough. I didn't think those little champagne flutes would be enough because it's going to really be a special <laughs> year coming up, you know. So uh, I'll, we'll pull that out here in a minute. But I do have, and I, you probably can't see that. Well, we got fireworks going on. I have my DX Engineering coffee mug I've been drinking hot tea out of to get enough caffeine, and I've got my little mug warmer going here. You know, I bought this to use when I was doing uh, surface mount projects to kind of heat the boards up. It really keeps your uh, your hot tea or your coffee warm, too. Well, that's that's a good endorsement. Is that is that a Salton product by any chance? Salton? Yes. Well, the reason I'm asking, I was out Christmas shopping with my daughter, and we're trying to figure out every year it gets harder and harder to find something to buy my wife for Christmas. And so she had already bought her a bunch of stuff, and she saw one of those and she bought it for her for Christmas. <laughs> exactly. It looks exactly the same as that one. Well, this one says Provo Craft and Novelty. So mm. it may just be a novelty, and I didn't realize it, but it's <laughs> keeping my, my mug warm. So that's well, good. That's a novel idea. What more do you Tom need? Just, Tom just said, fill that, fill that glass up with rum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That would work. <clears throat> rum butter. Or rum butter, yeah. You see me reaching all around. I'm trying to grab the right mouse, even though they're labeled now. That's... 
that's not really working out for me all the time. Don't cross the streams. I'm going to try not to. Let's see. I need to click on that. I know when I'm there, it's usually kind of hard to figure out which monitor to look at for the mouse because a lot of them will go from one monitor to the other one. Right. <clears throat> but, I mean... <clears throat> I'm I'm badly outnumbered. I've only got two hands and four mice. <laughs> well, Mike, you had uh, another post there, I believe, or uh, yeah. item. Is that the uh, the uh, from the AWRL as well? Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, it is. Yeah, actually, uh, this is good timing because after uh, Nigel was showing us his straight key, uh, there's a reminder that tonight is straight key night. Um, it's not a contest. It's just an annual event, apparently, that runs from uh, zero uh, UTC to on January 1. Uh, but it doesn't say what when it ends, so I guess it's last man standing. Um, and it's, it's very casual. Um, it's basically just to get folks on the air and enjoy uh, casual CW contacts, uh, preferably using a straight key or a hand key or a semi-automatic bug. Um, and you know, I, I think we've talked about that before. I was never a CW guy, but I'm, I seem to get, be getting more and more interested in, in bringing my, uh, my code up to snuff where I can actually have a, you know, a half halfway's decent conversation or a QSO uh, on CW, but um, I just haven't dedicated the time to uh, to bring my uh, CW skills or my more more skills up to up to snuff yet. So, um, yeah. but it's something that uh, that I, I I especially with the bands being what they are, it seems um, there's always CW contacts going on, um, even when the bands aren't all that great. Yeah, um, I'm not going to talk about my CW skills because I have none to talk about. So, I would I would actually like to to learn it. I I, I had memorized the code at one time, but I never was very good at reading it. Uh, you know, listening and copying it. Mm -hmm. um, that's been years and years and years ago, though. I I vaguely remember any of it. Yeah, well, I was going. Yeah. But I would like to get to where I could use it. I could always send without any trouble. It was just receiving that was uh, seemed to have trouble with. And when I when I got my license, you, uh, Morse code uh, was was uh, required uh, to to get your ticket. That's um, and that, I struggled with that for probably a couple of years before I I got it up to the the ten words a minute, which was what you had to do at the time, sending and receiving. Yeah, that's why I didn't get licensed as a teenager. I'd. You know, I had bought some study material and stuff, and my friend gave me his Smith Code course record, but he couldn't find the book to go with it. So, uh, and I didn't have time. You know, I was busy playing in bands and working at a radio station and chasing girls and such, and it, it was hard to buckle down and study the CW, you know, with all those distractions. I know when I wrote at the, uh, you had to go to the Department of Communications office, and they must have been on on tapes because, um, you being an audio guy, George, you probably know. I don't know what the correct terminology is, but um, it would actually, I, I would actually hear like a, what would be perceived as an echo, 
I'd uh -huh. actually hear the characters being sent before they actually were were being output out, uh, to the speaker. You could you could kind of pick it up faintly in the background, mm -hmm. and it must have been um, picking up on the on the tape head uh, in advance um, before it actually uh, wound around to where the actual uh, CW was recorded on the magnetic tape. It was really distracting. Wow. Well, we've got another guest here that's uh, about to celebrate New Year's. I believe he's about to. I don't think it's happened yet, but something has happened with the Skype feed, and I'm seeing myself instead of seeing him. I can see he's there, but uh, I don't know what's going on. Unless he's sharing his screen with me, maybe that's what it is. That's what he was doing. <clears throat> So you almost slipped it in on me, Andy. Let me see if I can get you centered <laughs> up here. There he is. The coffee. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got a I got a package from Andy in the mail today. Oh, you did. Yeah, That's I was like going to tell you about it. I was waiting. I was waiting till tonight. A couple of QSO cards and a in a pack of coffee. Cafe Loreno. I'm probably not saying that right. Yeah, it comes from uh, up at Laris. Uh, good stuff. Curl your toenails, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never had my toenails curled before, so uh, it's going to be a new experience. Well, get ready. Yeah, so, George, if you want your toenails curled, too, I'll bring part of this over there. Split uh, it with you. Uh, I don't. It doesn't sound, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'll let you try it. Andy, That's what says. it's good to see you, boy. We hadn't seen you since uh, Dayton. Dayton, it was it. Yeah, that was it. And Carmen, of course, and she did pass her test. Congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Congrats. Well, wow, and, and you've got a new call sign, too. You changed your your calls when yeah, you moved. Yeah, I changed from the KE0AYJ to KP4Alpha Alpha November, and then on uh, December 2nd, I maxed the test. Uh, I'm extra. Congratulations awesome. to you, too. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm, I'm assuming you're in the Atlantic time zone. It's not New Year's yet? Oh, no. We're twenty or 36 minutes after. That's oh, why wow. I said I'd be gone for about 10 minutes or so. We were outside watching the fireworks and getting smooched on and everything else. So, yeah, we took part in the uh, festivities <laughs> here. It's like the 4th of July all over uh, here, so. We took part of that and uh, had a ball, and everybody's kicking back, relaxing, drinking the uh, the green bag stuff, you know. <laughs> so how are things in Puerto Rico now? I know they've been recovering, and there's probably still a lot of work to do, but how are things coming along? It's actually coming along pretty good. Uh, a lot of the stuff has been done already. I'm assisting with the EMA offices and a lot of municipalities, the police departments, uh, putting repeaters back together for them that have been damaged uh, during the hurricane, uh, things like that, getting them to work together. It's a political arena here, trying to yeah. get everybody to work together. So we move around that and try to get cooperation from each of them, and uh, it seems to be working now. People are talking to each other, and uh, we're, we're still working at it. We're going to get it done. Cool. Um, so uh, we We've told the story before. You you went there to assist in uh, the, the recovery efforts, and you liked it so much, you got married and moved there. 
Well, I liked what was here so much that I got <laughs> married and moved here. That's what it was. But it was good. It was good. I was the ham at the dam, and she's the uh, dam engineer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds like something right out of a National Lampoon movie. Well, that Valerie <laughs> thought it up, so we just yeah. went with that one, and we stuck with it. Yeah, I wish we could have well, had Val with us tonight, but she she couldn't make it tonight. She's a little rough around the edges sometimes, but she's all right. Evil <laughs> sister that she is. I see Amanda's in there in the chat room. I see that. So hopefully uh, she's hanging in there nice and tight. Oh, yeah, we're going to have her and Jeff in here a little bit later. She's... Uh, I'm, now, I'm, she's got a tracking number, too, by the way. Oh, she does? Oh, yeah. I promised her a package. She's a she's a coffee nut like Tommy is, so we'll see what's going oh, yeah. on. And Tommy says, I told Tommy to share with you, and he says, oh, he's a tea drinker. I said, yeah, his uh, hairstyle sort of gave it away, so we knew. <laughs> well, you know, I cut off like two-thirds of my hairstyle 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I, I've Does seen a few pictures of you. You were quite the heathen back then, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, it got old, you know, after 10 years. We, we, we all get old. Uh, I used to have a lot of brown hair, and it's white, you know. But that happened. this happened about 30, uh, 30 years old. It happened, and I went white. Yeah. All my gray just slid down here. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a skunk fell asleep on your face. That's what it looks like. Uh, that's the uh, highlights. I, I pay to have that done. I'm sure you did. <laughs> so what what is your ham activity like over there now? Do you have a station set up yet? I sure do. I got a complete ICOM station. We got a D-Star repeater up and on. Uh, we're doing good over here. Uh, got the 7610, 5100. Uh, oh, wow. running great got the 7100 in the truck uh, got the uh, DV Mega in the truck and right behind me here I got the uh, Pi Star got that running on everything got DMR NXDN and I was really surprised that jumbo spot it's a jumbo spot not the real uh, uh, zoom spot it's a jumbo spot I was surprised how wide banded that thing is on transmit I can get up to 800 megahertz on that thing and that's really surprising me Wow. Oh, that is pretty yeah. wild. And so you do have DMR working on the Pi Star then? Yes, I do. It was a nightmare to get it done. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Well, you're ahead of me then because I, <laughs> I haven't. Yeah, don't go there. Keep what gray you have. Don't, okay. don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Well, uh, Mike or, or Tommy, you got any uh, questions for Andy and his bride? Uh, just how's uh, how's Arecibo doing? Arecibo's doing pretty good. That's a matter of fact. That's where I went and did my upgrade with Angel Vasquez. Uh, uh, he met me there, and uh, yeah, I did my upgrade there. It is working. Uh, there's still some modifications they're doing to the 400 megahertz system, uh, getting that fully operational. The, they can operate in one direction only right now. They're changing the gimbal on it. That will swing it to various locations. Look at the other areas of the uh, of the sky. Uh, it's coming along very well. Uh, all the surface is done. Uh, they're cleaning again, uh, and it was it's a constant work in progress. There's a little bit of cement work to do at the visitor center, but a real nice uh, 
real nice job they're doing there. It's going to be fully operational in very short order. It's been taken over by, I think, the University of Florida now. Uh, so uh, they're doing that, and Angel is still up there plugging away uh, with probably the best uh, antenna system in the world. Excellent. Thanks for that. You betcha. Yeah, that's cool. That's on my bucket list to see that one of these days. So It's a lot bigger than what you'd think in a picture. If you go, you walk up to the edge of the visitor center and you look down in there, and it is huge. It is huge. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love to see it. Um, so, uh, well, you had any more? I think last time when we talked to you in Dayton, you had uh, you were talking about the snakes. I guess uh, did you grab a snake yeah. instead of the cable? Yeah, uh, I stepped on it uh, up at the dam. I stepped on it. Uh, I wasn't thinking about it because NBIS operation, um, where I had the antenna, it came right off the edge of the balcony and hooked up to the dipole, which was roughly four, four feet off the ground. You know, and if I would have thought about it, I would have known it was the, you hear the fireworks going off. You would have known that it was. Uh, uh, wrong of me to think that it was coax, and I just looked oh. at it, not giving a second thought, stepped right on it, and he nailed me right on my big toe. Oh, oh my. <laughs> wow. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. That's pretty well. I won't tell my wife about that part if we ever get down there on vacation. She's not a huge fan of them. Yeah, where's that? We had iguanas in the yard the other day. Uh, the dogs went crazy at them. Didn't know what to think of them. First time they've ever seen an iguana that was four foot long. But we had them in the wow. yard. We got the, got them in the trees out back. And you're talking about boas. I removed a family of boas off the uh, north side here, or the south side of the of the uh, the uh, house area here. Uh, had babies oh, wow. and the mama. So I uh, got rid of uh, all the babies and uh, one of the larger snakes. Wow. Uh, got rid of that up towards the lake, Guataca Lake. And uh, we're keeping the big one around because they hold the mice down. We don't really have mice. We have large mice. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Large mice. Oh, so it wow. takes care of them, keeps them out of here, and the dogs keep the cats away. So it all works out fairly well. Cool. Hey, what's uh, what's the call sign of your repeater do you, there? Do you know it right offhand? Well, we're, we put in for a club call sign. My, it's my call sign, KP. KP4 Alpha, Alpha November. So 447 500, 442 500. It's in the Aguadilla, oh, cool. Isabella Aguadilla. And uh, it's on, I believe you'll see it on a repeater book and uh, uh, radio reference, I think. Might be in a few of the others out there. But we're waiting oh, on cool. the club call sign. And of course, with something. the government shutdown, we have to wait for our turn on that for our club. We got the Western Puerto Rico D Star Group is the club and uh it's it's come along got 17 members in there and uh we're not funded we don't uh take dues or anything we just repair it on our own and keep it running and things like that so it works pretty good for us cool i'm gonna see if i can connect to it after a while or tomorrow or something i don't know don't have a reflector up don't have a reflector up yet i've got the g3 software I've got the computer all set up. We're having trouble with internet, and I'm surprised. I'm plugged directly into a T1 right now, all right? And that was the only way I could guarantee bandwidth. Uh, And it seems sort of glitchy. I look at it, and I see the glitching going on with it and uh, drop packets. But uh, up there at the site where it's at, I'm on a 200-foot, 10-foot tower. Uh, So we've got quite a bit of coverage with 20 watts, and I did knock it down. I had to put an extra band reject uh, can in there. 
and tune that up, uh, creating, uh, they weren't creating interference with me so much as they were the normal background noise that, from microwave that I was getting in there. Uh, it sounded like bagpipes almost on the audio side, but it was, it was enough to wipe out the sensitivity. So I uh, did a band reject on that and worked out pretty good. And it's got pretty good coverage area right now, about 40 miles, and that, which is pretty good for a D-Star. Well, cool. If you get the gateway up, uh, let me know, and I'll, I'll try to hook up to it sometime. How are Yeah, well, when we get the gateway running, I've got the I've got the CentOS 7 all set up, ready to go. Uh, got G3 loaded. I've got IRCDB running in the background. Waiting for the call sign for the FCC, like I said, and plug that in and get a solid Internet connection where we have more uptime than uh, just uh, – well, we got about 87% downtime right now, and that's not going to work. Uh, right. So, as soon as we get well, up, we'll, we'll have a straight down. I'm sure I'll holler at you on it sometime. Sure, you bet. You bet. I'm always plugged in on Reflector uh, 30 Charlie also. Uh, 30 yeah. Charlie, XRF002 Alpha. I'm all over the place, really. So, how is the Internet service on the island now? Well... It seems to me like there's a backbone issue. Uh, everything funnels into it. All these cell systems, you know, that use the internet funnel into that also. Uh, some of it is backhauled over satellite, but you can tell when you're on the satellite because of the uh, delay that goes on with the packet loss and stuff. Um, the backbone is fiber, goes into Atlanta and uh, Fort Lauderdale, I believe it is. There's two access points there. Uh, but all the hotspot, uh, if you will, Wi-Fi connections on your cell phone system go through that very, very same backbone. So when the cell phone gets glitchy, your internet glitch gets glitchy. And when it goes down, it goes down island-wide. But I'm in a particular bad area because um, some of the intercept points where the cross-connects take place on the fiber box and the MUX boxes uh, must get some water in it, moisture into it, whatever. And it glitches out on us, and then we're out of water, you know, <laughs> if you want yeah. to put it that way. Out of water. Well, well, was we it were, was it better uh, prior to the hurricane, or is it just that's as developed as it's gotten so far? Actually, this is an improvement, they said. Oh. <laughs> I can't imagine. Oh, wow. I can't imagine it being, being that bad. But, you know, yeah, they said this was an improvement, uh, the way it's done. Uh, I've got a mesh network running because uh, I couldn't depend on the internet to keep everybody tied together on the uh, on the municipality and EMA frequencies. So I set up a mesh network uh, on the commercial frequencies with them being licensed on them. Got that going, and then we're uh, starting to put the island all back together with that. Now the good thing is if you got a handheld, you can talk all over the island with your two meter handheld. You can talk to U.S. Virgin Islands on your handheld. Everything is linked together everything wow. so everything's oh. covered and you think of you think of it this way it's a very very small island and we got over 4,000 ham radio operators here oh wow did that oh, number nice. in, increase in the last year yeah sure did every class i've gone to to look over see what's going on matter of fact the class that carmen uh went to for her testing uh it was packed and there was probably 85 90 students in there and every place i've gone to see the testing that's going on Anywhere from 25 to 100 people in their testing. Wow. They're just adding them like crazy. Wow. I guess uh, 
being in a storm-prone area like that, I guess they finally see the value in that. Yeah, they sure did. Uh, you know, uh, and I hear about it all the time. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with me now here on the island, of course, being with Aries and, and things like that. Uh, and the local area, they know me very well. Uh, the state police know me very well, not because I did anything bad, of course, but because of the radio stuff. We've been helping them, assisting them, and they know where to come for help. Uh, and uh, the, the, the plus is I've got two canines, and canines over here are very, very expensive. So they come to me for that, too. So I take the canines and uh, help them find people and drugs and things like that. So it's working out fairly good. Wow. Awesome. That sounds like you found a nice fit, Andy. It, it's working out very well. I can't complain. And you can see the I got the vehicle back here. Yeah. This is a garage back here. Uh, uh, got oh, to yeah. learn how to turn my fingers. This is the garage back here. All right. Zump spot's right directly behind me over there. On yeah. the windowsill, okay. but everything works great here, and I can't complain. I really can't complain. I like the 80 degree weather, and I'm sorry you guys are having snow. Ha ha ha! I'm yeah. really sorry you guys are having snow. <laughs> Not us, maybe Mike, but boy. Yeah, Mike might have it up yes. there in the VE land. I know that. Been up there a few times. We used to call it the 50. When I lived in Alaska, we used to call Canada the 51st state. You know, <laughs> uh, we were, we were going to sell Texas and buy Canada. You know, awesome. Well, well, appreciate the the uh, coffee. I'll uh, I'm gonna make some tomorrow morning. And I'll let you know how that worked out. If the toenails survived, yeah, I make it a heaping tablespoon for every cup, and uh, two cups, and I'm good for a day. Of course, it makes you talk real fast. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, after the half speed theater stuff, I probably need some of that. There you go. Yeah, uh, I, I was talking with Nigel earlier today on Skype uh, before the show and everything. I was talking to him. He calls me quite a bit on Skype. I'm very, very familiar with him. Uh, he says, "Did you see my uh, uh, rum butter commercial?" I said, "I have my own rum butter." And they pulled out uh, the Vegemite stuff. Uh, I'm going, "No, I'm not tasting anything. It tastes like earwax. It's not entering my mouth." You know, so. It's not happening. That's a good comparison. Actually, the rum butter he's got, he sent some to us, and it's actually really good. It tastes like yeah. uh, kind of like butterscotch. Uh, yeah, it is, it is good. It's just the taste buds just don't agree with it for butterscotch, like yeah. you say. Uh, I can yeah. eat that, but the Vegemite and Marmalite, <laughs> no. ain't happening. Yeah, no. those things, those don't work for me. But the rum butter, I could get some more of that. I actually considered ordering some. It was really good. You you do. You probably wouldn't like the Peritos either that we uh, tried, that Andy sent us. That, uh, or not Andy? You you did. Uh, no, it no, us. that was Arnie. Arnie sent. Arnie, Arnie sent you those. Yeah. Yeah. No, probably not. We had uh, we had some neat stuff this morning. It was like uh, potatoes stuffed with meat. Somehow she got the. I don't know how Carmen does that. She gets the meat inside of a potato and it's breaded on the outside, and it was pretty good. Huh. It's pretty good, but now she has me cooking salmon and stuff. So I'm learning to placate the Puerto Rican appetite with Alaskan cooking. I don't know what this is going to develop into, but it's working pretty good. Well, it sounds interesting. Have you tried any boa yet? Uh, I had boa up at the dam. Uh, like I said during the interview at, at uh, Dayton. Uh, not going to go there again with that. Iguana is a little tough, so you got to have a lot of salt. So I'm not eating that stuff anymore. Don't have to. 
Uh, we have a lot of rice and a lot of chicken. Uh, we have a goat. I don't have a lawnmower anymore. I have a goat, oh. and it works great. So that works. And I I'm have two right roosters. Then. Maybe that's what that I need don't, to do. Don't own a watch, and they start crowing at eleven thirty at night. So. Wow. <laughs> Maybe they're from a different time zone or something. I'm I'm going to put them in a different time zone, George. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hmm. Sounds good. It's the Maytag freezer time zone. Yeah. There you go. Well, Andy, we appreciate you taking a little time out from your new year there to join us. I I wish somehow I didn't get my calculations right. I would have had you on a little earlier so that we could have. Don't know. worry. We don't we don't hit the sack till about two thirty three o'clock anyway. You know, we're up uh, looking at the stars and the Milky Way, which we don't have the light pollution here. So yeah. I can go up on the cement roof. And this house is totally hurricane-proof also. So we go up on the roof, cement roof, and uh, you can sit there and see the Milky Way. Wow. Must be oh, nice. Nice. It is. Well, Very good. you take care, and I uh, hope we'll catch up with you again soon. You know what? Call me anytime. I'll be glad to participate. It's always fun. You, uh, you fellas have a good New Year. I know you will. Uh, prosperous New Year. And uh, Tommy, do what you can to get him to taste the coffee. We could probably get him to switch. (laughs) I may may make a thermos and take it over there next shoot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Appreciate the coffee, Andy. It's always good to talk to you. Good talking to you, too. George, Mike, y'all take care. Happy New Year, like we said. All right. Happy New Year, Andy. Bye bye. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wow. It sounds like an interesting place. Boy, it does. I mean, you, you know, you, I guess you think it's not that far away. They, they, it's probably similar, but no, we don't have those kind of animals here. No, it's uh, it's and it it he makes it sound kind of appealing, uh, in you know, in some ways. But then the lack of the internet connectivity is definitely a turn off. Um, yeah, and the the storms. You know, in the summertime, hurricane season would be pretty rough, too, because uh, they get pounded quite frequently out there. Yeah, it's uh, that, that that would have to be tough. But uh, this time of year, it's probably an island paradise. Uh, I would imagine so. Well, well. I, I see in the chat room that uh, John has uh, reminded us that there's uh, five minutes to go uh, for us on the east Eastern Seaboard, I guess you could say. Okay, yeah, it will. Depends on which clock you look at. It may not be quite that long. Maybe four. Yeah, I, I'm showing 2356 over here. Um, yeah, 1156. Hmm, okay. Well... I'm trying to think of what to do next year. I was going to play another little video, but I don't have one that will fit in there. And we would like to be here for uh, Happy New Year's. I'm going to go up here to my fridge and get out a New Year's beverage. Okay. And uh, you too. I've actually got an email I can I can read. Uh... Okay. Um, anyway, it's uh, it's actually related to my last segment as well. 
Um, so I'll, I'll do that while you go get your your beverage. All right, I'm gonna pop. Already, already made the run and got mine. I'm going to pop the chat room up here, too, in case anybody wants to see what's going on in there at the same time. Well, if well, I can. That is interesting, isn't it? Sometimes well, the you stuff. Can make, you can make it full screen if you want. That'd be fine. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe I can. <clears throat> Oh, that's not it. Hey again, Andy. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead with your email there, Tommy. Uh, okay. Anyway, this one's from uh, Raymond, KB8ILD. He says, uh, hi, Tommy. I just watched the Christmas special and noticed that you didn't know about the Wi-Fi builder page on PyStar.UK. Uh I, and I, I didn't know about the page. Uh, I've added the link below. Once you put into the, once you go to the page, put your SSID or your Wi-Fi name and your password in. Click the button where you entered the SSID and password, and the page will present you with the file to download. Copy it, the downloaded file to the boot partition of your SD card, and then put the SD card in the Pi. Once you boot from that SD card, your Pi will connect. And it's pystar.uk slash Wi-Fi underscore builder dot PHP. And thanks for the tip, uh, uh, Raymond. I, I didn't know about the Wi-Fi page, Joe, although I used the uh, the panel at the bottom of the setup page of the admin page to get my Wi-Fi connected, and that worked fine as well. But if you want to do that uh, and, and not have to go the wired route first, I think you can use this uh, method that Raymond's uh, saying. So that's a that's a nice tip. When you set yours up, Mike, how did you do yours? Wired or did you go with the Wi-Fi? I, I did Wi-Fi, wi and I was telling George about it, and uh, it, <laughs> we both think it's uh, really, really cool the way that, uh, I guess, um, I, I, I don't know if I'm giving everybody credit. I think it was Andy Taylor that wrote Pi-Star. Um, but basically, when you set it up, it, it sets its own little Wi-Fi access point up, and you connect to it, and then you do configuration from there, um, which is uh, really a neat way of doing it. Well, Mike, oh, yeah. happy new year. Happy new year, George. Oh, I, I'm yeah, happy guess, new year. My, my wife and daughter fell asleep up there. Oh, wow. You will have to go shoot a firecracker or something. I'll give them the horn. <laughs> I, I bought this and I put it in the freezer for about three hours because it was hot and I wanted it chilled. I think it's a little well, a little too chilled. It might be thawed out by the time our new year rolls around. Mm, maybe so. And You're about a minute and a half too late. <laughs> uh, happy 2019 to you folks in the what time zone East, is it atlantic eastern eastern time eastern eastern yes that's why i yeah, got happy, yeah happy new year that's why yeah, i no, got andy's wrong in your schedule george and i was wondering well did he say atlantic and really meant eastern <laughs> well 
No, he said Atlantic, and I thought Eastern. But I looked at a map, and I said, that's not right. But apparently so. Yeah, he's sitting over there shaking his head at me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, it didn't really work out. uh, Well, sorry. I think he still had a good time there. Well, let's see. Um, It must it must get pretty uh, confusing for the uh, folks over on the rock, as they call it, Newfoundland, uh, where there, there's a half an hour time change for them in oh, addition to the regular ones. Wow. Um, you know, I, I, I want to go there as well. We, we've talked about going up, flying up to uh, to Maine and then driving the rest of the way up there to uh, actually to Nova Scotia, really. But... Yeah, you should... Uh, you should definitely uh, make if you're going that far. You might as well go out out to uh, even the uh, Prince Edward Island or PEI. Take the there's a bridge across there now. Um, before it was all ferry they had to do to get over there, but uh, the Confederation Bridge lets you drive across now. Oh, it's it's, it's kind of a neat it's kind of a neat trick. It's free to go over, but they charge you coming back. Ah, <laughs> well, my expensive to come back. Yeah. Uh, I can remember. I can remember when I first opened. My uh, my cousin took a trip out there with his family, and he had, I don't know whether it was a twenty eight foot travel trailer. He was pulling behind his Ford Expedition, and um, or actually it was an excursion. I think he told me it was. They do it by length, sort of like the way they do it uh, when you take a uh, take a ferry across. I think he said it cost him like it was either somewhere between two and three hundred dollars. Oh uh, wow, that's quite the toll. <laughs> wow. Well, Mike, I want to ask you the question of the night: How does twenty nineteen feel like so far? <laughs> exactly like twenty eighteen did, only a little older. Okay. Um, and 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 as we were thinking about as Andy was on there, and I think there was a comment about uh, you know um, footage, and I'm thinking to myself, oh boy, we're gonna have more footage for Half Speed Theater for next year. <laughs> it's just Perfect. self self perpetuating, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, when you can't come up with anything else, it's mighty convenient, isn't it? It sure is. And and by the way, I'm I'm enjoying that same fine beverage that we did here uh, i guess it was last year tommy maybe well maybe it was at the anniversary 13th anniversary it's the the fine welch's sparkling red grape you know you can you can make wine from welch's um i think it's concord grapes that they use in welch's grape juice but um a lot of people make wine right from welch's grape juice so yeah it can be I'm, wow. uh, I'm going with the hard stuff tonight, the water, the sparkling water. Yeah, I, I'm on water, too, even though I've got it in a, a Collingwood Brewery glass, one of the local breweries. Hmm. Don't tell them I'm drinking water out of one of their glasses. Okay. I'm looking at the schedule. We got We got quite a ways to go yet. Yeah. You're going to be wanting to break out that coffee, I think. Yeah, maybe so. I'm uh, 
may have to take a picture of the feet after the toenails get curled. I don't know that I've actually ever seen that, but it doesn't seem like a good thing. Although I do like a good strong cup of coffee, though. Let's see. I was going to try to email. Make it hard for the shoes to get on. Email is trying to call from his phone, but uh, I don't have his phone added in here. Let me see if I can add him over there. I don't. Hmm. It's the same account, isn't it? No, no, it's a different one. Oh, it's got a different one. Yeah, I noticed he dropped off the uh, the chat room uh, a while ago, so I wasn't sure if he had to go or. Oh, he sure did. Glenn's still there. Yeah, John's still there. Ralph's still there. Um, yeah, um, well, Glenn, Glenn there? can re re reach him on the radio most of the time. We, uh, You know, he, for, he had forgotten we shot on uh, Saturday night instead of Friday one time, and it slipped his mind because it's a different schedule, and... Uh, we kept calling. He never did answer, but Glenn actually got him on the radio. I remember that. I even <laughs> called on D-Star. He didn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's... Uh, oh, Kevin. Kevin's. Yeah, Kevin's still with us. Hi, Kevin. K4IVE. Kevin's in the chat. Kevin. Okay. I don't know how this is going to work. Maybe it will. Maybe. I don't know. Never know. Look who I found. There he is. Oops. We lost him. He's in the shack. He's on the move. Uh yeah. I think. Can y'all somewhat? Say something again, Emil. Emil, you gotta stop buying those uh, cell phones from the dollar store. You gotta spend a little bit more money on those things, buddy. <laughs> Can y'all hear him? Uh, kind of. It's not Here. real loud. No. Make it out. It's a howl mic, and he's off axis. Yeah, he's out of phase. Oh, he's. Oh. He went inverted on us there for a minute. Jeez, Emil, there's, there's folks here that probably had a few drinks. So they don't need to be looking at that. <laughs> Hold on. Emil, if I had... Um... Let me see if I can grab your this address out of there because I don't have it on my other machine. Oh, wait a minute. No. Hmm. How how did I get you in here? I I don't understand yet. <laughs> I got you right here, but I don't have you over there and it's the same account. I don't know. 
Is it because of the chat uh, room? You got the chat room displayed on the screen? No, it's nothing to do with that. It's it's like he's he's calling into a particular account I've got here. Oh yeah, I think I called in to the George account if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no. That's not the one you're on now. I mean, that's the one you were trying to call. And I can't, I don't have your email address right here in front of me. Uh, I mean, not your email address, but the address of this account. If you will, well, I see you accepted my request. Back on April the 13th. I don't know why you don't show up here. Or is your status oh, hidden or something? I am on my phone, so yeah. I probably didn't go through the settings on Skype on my uh, mobile thoroughly like I do on the others. Yeah. Well, I've got two of you listed here. Right, on this. Have, yeah, two different accounts on two different computers, and this is my phone. Oh, so you got three different accounts. Okay. Well, I don't guess I have it added over there. I don't understand. I... So you got three, just yes or no? <laughs> no, I have two. You have two. In that uh, message right there, if you would just type the name of that one. Yeah, you may Yeah, Mel, if you can hear me... Uh... Ralph in the chat room says, don't tune up your amp. We don't want you to lose power. No, don't. Or the whole city in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, or your whole parish out there. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you get a chat wonder from me there? You probably can't see it because you're on a phone. So. Uh, well, let me see. Hold on, I'm looking. Arnie says he likes the cheap phone volume. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you more of that, Arnie. <laughs> I was going to try to get him up here on this other computer, cause I, but I don't know that I can. Well. Okay, I found the chat window. Okay. Then if you will just type whatever that account is in there, then I will, I will try to add you. And, uh, there's some stuff going on in the chat room over there that I don't know if they're getting tired of us playing around yet or not. But like like Glenn said earlier, they didn't have anything else to do. That's why they're here. <laughs> Glenn said that. That sounds like Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> He's a wise man. Yep. I do have someone else over there. Um queued up and ready to go in Skype that we'll be getting with in just a second. Yeah, and I can't, and I really can't stay that long. My, my wife is recovering from a shoulder surgery she had, mm -hmm. so I just wanted to really stop by and say Happy New Year to everyone. And uh, I know you probably got lots of people lined up. Yeah, well, 
We we do. We've got uh, well, we got several lined up. I won't say a lot at this point. We've been through a few, but uh, we we have some celebrities yet to come tonight. Celebrities. Yep. Okay. Well, sorta. I mean, as as far as that no, goes. If they weren't famous before, I'm sure there will be when we get finished with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm hang up on infamous. this one and. Call you right back, Emil. All right. <laughs> well, no, maybe you better hang up on me. Okay. Because I don't know how to do it on here. Yeah, there we go. All right, he hung up on me. The nerve. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he should be joining in here, and Dan knows what to do when two people comes in because... Look who's here. We've got... Hey, Dan. Good day. Hey, Dan, and hey, hey email. Hello. Hey. We managed Hi. to get you all here. It looks a little squirrely when you use this new version of Skype and you've got a conversation. You don't see everything. Uh, but we talked about that last night, so maybe Dan knows how he can... Get to where he sees We got it going. He's got it going. Email on the <laughs> phone there. I have no idea what he's dealing with on a phone in Skype because I haven't done that. Yeah, I've done. Can you see it all, Emil? Yeah, I see George and Dan and myself, actually. Okay. And you don't see Mike and me? No. They're there. No. We're here. Yeah, We're here. I think they may find you. You may be better for it. Yeah, just, just. <laughs> yeah, it it shrinks it up when you when a group conversation like that on Skype. It's real difficult to get it to where you can see everything. So everything's going okay down there. Is that for me or Dan? That's for you because Dan's up there. <laughs> yes, Every, everything's going, everything's going good down here. Um, like I said, I I won't stay long, but. Um, you know, happy New Year's to everybody from the from the swamp, and uh, tell Ralph I won't power on my amplifier so that they can remain with power in the uh, city. And uh, it's getting pretty active over here, closer and closer with the fireworks and the neighbors and the dogs running everywhere. So, it might get interesting. Yeah, it, I think it is going to here too because we've been having a lot of the same thing. Well, thanks for yeah. stopping in and and saying hello, Emil. Good to see you, and we will see you, uh, well, I guess in a couple of weeks, huh? Yeah. Uh, next time. Sounds July. about right. Uh, probably about a week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, happy I New Year down there, here. Emil. A little early. Happy Happy New Year, um, Tommy, and I'm guessing it's already maybe coming up on New Year's for uh, Mike, and I, I was thoroughly enjoying Half Speed Theater, by the way. <laughs> well, well you, you were a part of it. Yeah, I saw hey, you that. played the part well. It ain't over. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, more to that to come. So, all right, I'll have to add that to my resume. Yep, seven three and yeah. keep it cheap, my friend. All right, we'll do, guys. Happy New Year, seven three. Happy, Happy, three. Three. Happy New Year. And hey, did you notice? When the email uh, paused to answer that question, it was like he's been interrogated by the police before. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, it was a little like that, huh? Well, Dan, how are things going up in uh, Wisconsin? Well, actually, we got uh, four inches of snow today. So I just finished uh, blowing the snow out of the driveway. And uh, the the New Year's hat for this year is this one right here because, of course, we are covered one. in snow. So, wow. <laughs> so uh, let's say you're in the central time zone, right? Correct. So you're still with us here in 2018. Yeah, I'm still in 2018 yet. Yeah, yeah Mike's a year ahead of I'm us. I'm the future. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're you're back to the future. Yeah, but, but I but, like that. but I am drinking the spirits of the day. Oh, Scottish style L. Yeah, nice. yeah. Nigel would be proud, and and of course my ancestors in up in Wales. I don't I don't know if Welch. I'm not sure where that's from. <laughs> it's somewhere over there. <laughs> Well, I, I I was drinking um, some moose drool here earlier, moose drool beer. Hmm. You know, when when we went into the eastern, you know, eastern gods, you know, so so we we keep you in mind, Mike. You know. You know, I'm amazed at the number of craft breweries that have popped up out of nowhere. Is it like that? Well, this, down this your Stone way Arch now? Brewery um, actually has had. He- had uh, different names uh, through the years, but uh, been around since 1862. Hmm. Well, so, not exactly a, a, a new brewery. <laughs> wow. Well, Dan, we are going to catch up with you here in just a minute. We were going to take, we scheduled a few breaks in here where we can get up and stretch our legs and uh, make uh, trips down the hall and such. Yep. And it is time for one of those right now. I have no idea what video is going to play next. But we're going to find out right here together. Well, George, we're doing something with the ID4100 again. Yeah, it was a smackdown last time between my 880 and the 4100. And as you can see, I won because I've taken the 4100 (laughs) now. (laughs) Yep, you can't do anything but win now going forward. Yep. But uh, one thing we didn't cover when Ray was over here and we looked at it previously was uh, controlling it with Bluetooth. You know, the radio had an optional Bluetooth module, which right. you're very well aware mm-hmm. because you installed it. But um, I- ICOMS had support for Android tablets for a good while. But from this radio forward, I think this is probably the first one. They actually have support for iOS now. Wow. So I think it's using uh, Bluetooth LE or low energy, mm-hmm. which is supported by Apple. Okay. So uh, today I thought we'd take a look at the, the uh, I keep wanting to call it the Android app because I've used that one so much, but the iOS app on my iPad here. And, and then uh, you got a little something special we're going to yeah. do at the end, too. Yeah, I got a little you? surprise. Yeah. Uh, so that should be kind of interesting. So yeah. don't run off until we get to the very end. Then you can run off after it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got my iPad here. Let's go ahead and pair with the radio. I, I did make the the association earlier in it so to hook Mm -hmm. it up all you do is go to the app now the apps in the app store it's free and you can see right here it's rs-ms1i and where the android one is a on the in the google store we'll go ahead and just open it up from right there and let's go into 
the menu at the bottom Bluetooth connection it's already paired so it's connected now and on the radio I don't know if you could see it but a little message popped up if you check out the display on the iPad you can see we've got the same frequency that we have on the radio so we're operating simplex instead of going through a gateway or something just for the demo for the for the demo we yeah. will do that just because yeah. we're inside the building here and we're running off a dummy load yeah <clears throat> so but uh, to change that you know we can go to a repeater if we want to you can hit the uh, the from down there at the bottom bring up the repeater list so you can go into the repeater that you want so I'm going to go back to the Simplex channel just because, again, we're using the dummy load here inside the building. But if you wanted to connect to something, you go here, hit the 2. Uh, you can do local CQ. You can hit uh, your call. And if you have a your, your call set up, which I, I haven't set one up in this radio, um, reflectors, uh, use reflectors, links, so forth. All that stuff's in here just like in your ID51. Yeah. The one thing that's also pretty cool is I, I kind of wish I'd have brought mine because I have it for my 5100, but I'm pretty sure the Bluetooth headset that I have and microphone will work mm -hmm. on the same radio. So you could actually leave this thing sitting around and walk around and not be tied down to wherever the radio is. So what you showed us right there just then is rather than going to the radio and and plugging in somebody's uh, my call and, and going through or your call or whatever and doing a connection that way with the rig, you could just do it straight on the iPad there. You can do it straight on the iPad and not ever have to touch the mm -hmm. radio. Well, you'd have to do it for some things, but mm -hmm. general operation, you can use it right here. You can even change the power level by touching the icon at the bottom, go to high power, and now you can see it's on high, but I'm, I'm yeah. going to go back to low since we're here in the again, cool. dummy load. But it's pretty neat. There's a nice feature here also, the map. If you touch the map icon at the very bottom of the screen, it uh, doesn't like it because we're inside the metal building here, but it's going to use my last position here. So you can see um, it's at my house, but you can see all the repeaters that are around. So if you touch the repeater on the screen and then touch it again, you can actually go connect to one of the repeaters, so we'll set mm -hmm. the uh, to the... Well, I did set the frequency on the radio, didn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and you can confirm right there. Mm -hmm. So, if you notice, this is, th this is the DB mode on the iPad that we're used to seeing on the screen. This yeah. is almost using, uh, this is like memory mode, if you were to set these memory channels up mm -hmm. and use it old school. But uh, this is what you need to be concerned with. When you get finished with it, you can put that back into into DV mode and use it the same way you used to. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Now, uh, there's a few settings in here. Things about the GPS, import and export uh, repeater list, things like that. Your call sign list. So you can do that through the tablet as well. And uh, there's another cool thing here. You can uh, send text messages to someone mm -hmm. or a group of people that, that have the app running on theirs as well. Well, uh, there's a really another cool thing that you can do is, you know, that's that's data. It doesn't right. have to just be any D-Star radio. It can be, uh, you know, uh, some type of software you've got, or you can use even like a Kenwood radio. So I've got one right here, the Kenwood oh, D-74. 
So you're saying that uh, D-Star is, is not proprietary to ICOM? No, it's not on, just owned by ICOM. Um, mm -hmm. They're a big player in it. You know, mm -hmm. they've got more invested in it probably than anybody. But, um, but there are other people getting their feet wet into it too. So this Kenwood Radio is a good example of that. So this is a this is a loaner I got to just to test around with, and it's been kind of neat to play with. Yeah. Um, it it works with the Android app, so I've got an Android app over here, and I think well, why don't we try and send a text message back and forth, yeah. and maybe a picture or something. Okay. See how that works out. Okay. So I'm going to go into my Android app. First of all, let's turn the radio on. That might not be a bad thing to do. I've had such a hard time getting used to the menus on this thing. I'm used to my ID51, and I just have to think about the way the, mm -hmm. the menus are laid out. It's just different. So I'm not going to change the uh, the frequencies and stuff on here because I'll probably have to dig the manual out to to do it again. Um, you do for it to work with the app. You do have to have it in data mode. So if you notice at the top of the screen right there, it says data. Uh -huh. To do that, you go into the menu. So you hit the function, and I believe it was menu. And then there's a menu option in there to change it. Okay. okay so while we were playing around, we changed the frequency on the uh, 4100. So let's go ahead and change that back, and we'll go touch the uh, from. We'll pick our repeater list. Go down to simplex again. And I've been using that top one right there. And it changed on the iPad and it changed on the radio. Cool. Okay, so I downloaded this software. Again, it's the RS-MS1A over in the Google Play Store. Uh, again, it's free. So I've got it right here. And let's see if my Bluetooth is connected. Bluetooth connection. THD74. And I believe it's connected. And I see the Bluetooth icon turned blue right there on the top of the screen. Okay, so we're connected there. I've put the iPad on the right frequency. Everything's good to go. Now I've got some messages over here where I've been kind of playing around getting things set up. So I'm just going to type in a message for you. Okay, yeah. it worked. I got a message over here. Received from N5ZNO, and you've got a notification at the bottom. You can see it. It's on 140. Yep. The frequency it came in on, received a text message. You hit it. Get some more information about it from N5ZNO slash ALTV. You can go over here also get the text message hi from me. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hi from me to me. <laughs> uh, the really cool thing is you can do pictures. So let's let's try one of those. Okay. That should be fine. Touch for one second, select a picture. I'm gonna do the camera. Who wants you wanna be the model? This is kinda like deja vu, man. I'm gonna send one from the forty one hundred over here. I'm gonna use that photo so it puts it up on the screen. Yeah. And you can crop it or whatever if you want to. Yeah, I'm not sure that much goodness should be transmitted. Yeah, that's one. A, here, okay. There we go. How about that? Good close-up. Okay. Okay, done. And I'm just going to send it low quality so it'll send a little faster. Okay. 
And I gotta pick a receiver. I'm gonna pick CQ, CQ. Oh, this is just like regular D Star. You could put, yeah. if you wanted to call sign route it to me over mm -hmm. through the uh, repeater. And if I were in Dallas and you were here, whatever, you could do that. So let's go ahead and hit transmit. You cannot transmit using the Bluetooth headset, but I'm not. So it's preparing to send. You can see it going through. Uh, making blocks. Yeah. yeah, I see the radio. Uh, the Kenwoods Lit receiving. Yep. Fan came on in the ICOM here. W5JDX. That's you. Yeah. Your call's in that. So. Oh, so it knew that's who the message came from. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we should be able to go over here to the pictures. Go over to receive history, and you can see the picture that we received, and that looks a lot like you. Yeah. That does look a lot like me. It's a good res good resemblance of you. <laughs> so that's lower quality. We can do a higher quality one if you want to. But uh, sure. Okay. Because that went fairly fast. It did go very fast. A lot faster than I actually thought it was going to do. Because mm -hmm. to be honest with you, that's my first picture to send. Um, so let's uh, let's do this again. Select a picture. We'll do it from the photos this time. And let's just pick the same one. Oh, that, actually, that's the old one we did earlier. Oh, yeah. We'll do that one. Done. And let's go ahead and do it in high quality. And we'll do a bigger one. How about that? Okay. And let's start transmitting. No problem. Preparing to send. And over here on our trusty Android, we should receive it here in just yeah. a moment. This one's transmitting. The ICOM's transmitting and the Kenwood's receiving. And it doesn't have to go just from the ICOM. The Kenwood will send it exactly the same. It doesn't right. matter. Mm -hmm. D-Star is D-Star. It doesn't care. That's kind of the beauty of it to me. And you can see on the screen here on the tablet, it's taking just a little bit longer because it's going through and sending blocks. It chops right. it up into packets. I like the little progress that it does on there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. So this would be great for, you know, emergency things. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're out in the field and there were you know, tornado damage, flood damage, whatever the case may be, and you need to send, well, finish. Need to send pictures back or whatever, you could certainly do it mm -hmm. like that. It's a pretty cool technology for that. Picture transmission's been completed. Let's see what this one looks like. And let's go over here to receive history. You know what? It looks a, a lot like the other one, but better. Look yeah, how much higher quality, look, yeah. yeah so it's very clear. Yeah. And we could have went up even a size bigger on the picture. So you can send a lot of detail back with it. Sure can. And that went pretty quick. Yeah, it did. So if you want to save it, you can hit save. Save it to, you, to mm -hmm. your tablet or whatever. Turn around and email it or do, we'll do whatever you need to do with it. Cool. That's pretty cool stuff. That is. So now we've got, uh, they've got support for iOS. And it actually works across other platforms as well, other brands. Yeah. Which uh, 
I think this might be one of the first times uh, they've run HiCom software against the Kenwood Handy Talkie. Can we say that? I don't know. I just did. <laughs> yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah, it's cool stuff. So, anyway, thought you guys might uh, enjoy seeing that. Uh, I'm pretty excited about the iOS support on there. I am, too. And the, the fact now that you've got a choice uh, with my 4100 here. Yes, it's mine. Yeah, it's yours. And You uh, lost the SmackDown, but you still won the prize. I can use my iPad or I could use my, I guess I could use my Android uh, phone. Yeah, sure can. Cool. So that's cool stuff. Uh, I was looking for the picture from Vegas. Do you remember the one from Vegas back when you used to have the mustache doing the Vulcan? That was Slowly like outside the Rio Hotel. In the early nineties or mid nineties, maybe. Yeah, it's about ninety-five. I was going to find that, see if I could share it on here. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, I'm going to just warn you, fellas, in case. Anything goes wrong, I bump into the microphone and it looks like I'm being electrocuted. I've got a sore my, back here on my back. I've been having some pain with it. My wife got me a tens unit for Christmas. Oh, uh, put it on max, max power. No, I don't think so. <laughs> we can it's, watch it vibrate across the floor. Turn it off before you drink some of that grape juice. It feels like this shoulder is jumping over here, and it feels like this one's on fire. So I'm I'm not sure that I got everything just right on it yet. Interesting. Uh, let's get Dan back in here with us. So, um, you know, I had forgotten about that capability on D-Star and, and how well that yeah. worked. Yeah, that was pretty cool stuff. Like, I could take my iPad right now because it's paired with that rig, and I guess send somebody a picture of... of what, do, what do you got, like 6.25 6 kilohertz with or bandwidth to play with for data on D-Star? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. So I like liked that. I think I thought it was half of the 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 twelve point five kilohertz the bandwidth. Yeah, I think it is. Well, um, we are here on the Amateur Logic New Year's Eve twenty eighteen live stream special, and we've got our friend Dan and nine LVS over here with us, and VE three MIC Mike and Tommy here. And those of you who were with us here earlier, you know, I had my mug warmer out here heating the tea with it. Uh, I, ha I found another use for it right now, you know, after I froze that bottle of sparkling grape <laughs> juice here. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see how that works out. Well, watch with, with, your, with your luck, you're going to shatter the glass. Well, you know, George, yeah. that will definitely speed up the fermentation process. Oh, it will. What do yes, I, sir. What do I need to add in here to? Not much. It's got enough sugar in it. It's going to ferment. <laughs> mm -hmm. You just have to give it some time. You might need a little bit of brewer's yeast in there, though. 
to get the uh, reaction going. I just drop a little Vegemite in there, maybe. That'll do it. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what it is, I think. Yeah, it is. Not well, sure exactly what Vegemite is, but, you know, it... Uh, it uh, just turns green, you know. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really don't need to know just what it is. I mean, just as, as long as you stay clear of it, you know. Yeah, it's probably better if you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Looks so, like meat could be cake. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so Dan, you were here with us last night helping debug all this stuff, and looks like it's it's working. Yes, it looks like it's working fabulous. So what have you been up to up there? Uh, about 6'3". 6'3", uh. okay. 6'3", up 4 inches of snow. Yeah, 4 inches of snow today. Uh, spent uh, about an hour and a half blowing the snow. So, wow. And we're getting more tonight. So, Like I said, wow. my New Year's hat right here going to be blowing snow. It's what it was low seventies here today, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, about yeah, about that earlier. It was pretty warm. <laughs> Felt like summer out there. Yeah, it's cooling down a little bit though. Yeah, here it was twenty nine. Twenty nine. Wow, that's coming. It won't be long. Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as it doesn't get into those minus sixties. Yeah, that's always a bummer, isn't it? Yeah. That's not good yeah. for anybody. I don't think it's ever got below four degrees here, at least that I remember. Oh, yeah. We've no. we've, we've we've had minus 60 here. In fact, a couple of years ago, I actually took a picture of my, my uh, Davis weather monitor because the Celsius was actually higher than the Fahrenheit temperature. <laughs> wow. You know, you know, it really you can tell it's really cold out when you get in your car to go to work in the morning, and there's no giving the seats in the seat cushions. They don't, they don't sink down. <laughs> and when you go to take off, the first probably for the first couple of blocks, it's like you're driving on square wheels uh, because uh, yep. of flat spots in the, in the tires. I mm -hmm. never noticed that. Uh, -uh me neither. Or, or, or when you first pull away. And it seems like the car is hesitating, and it's just because it's froze to the concrete. Yeah, <laughs> I've had I've had that I've had that happen. Like after a thaw, and then the, that thaw freezes overnight. Um, mm -hmm. Your your wheels are locked in ice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, so you're mobile. Do you still have the the kilowatt 13. mobile? 1300 watts mobile. Yep. 1300 watts. Wow. Mhm. Mm Do you stop any um any why, 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 with it? Why why uh um QRP when you can QRO, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I bought this past year I bought that uh new uh Ameritron linear with uh the the band switching and and all in it. I don't remember the number of it, but uh, yeah, it's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's 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 nice, especially when you run a mobile because you've got so much loss in the antenna that to put a little bit more fire in the wire definitely helps. So, what what do you use for an antenna with that much power? Uh, I use a Wolf River coil. 
Oh, and okay. then I, uh, I took a 102-inch whip, the coupler, and I ran uh, threaded rod in it so that uh, the uh, antenna would have a little bit more surface. And I don't burn the tips off of the 102-inch whips anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess you would get a little current. Yeah, a little, cur little current on the top. So the, the threaded rod works uh, pretty good. It's a light-duty threaded rod, and it works works fabulous, actually. So what do you run for batteries in that vehicle? You must have several extra. I just just two batteries, but the thing is, is the way that the that the uh, amplifier is connected is I actually go to an aircraft alternator, uh, which is actually produces 24 volts, but this one is dual wound, and air, all aircraft alternators are dual wound. So I put that in series, so I ended up with 48 volts. And uh, the um, uh, according to uh, Maritron, talking to the guys at MFJ and that, and they're like, well, that should be good enough to make it run, and sure enough. Start wow. the engine wow. and uh, get it up to speed a little bit, and there she comes the 48 volts, and bang, there goes the amplifier. Oh, that's interesting. Key it up to maximum smoke. So, so Dan, you got to level with me. You know those, um, well, let's just call them millennials with the 1,000-watt uh, 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 amplifier in their, in their, in their cars. What happens when you start transmitting with full power next to one of those? Uh, I turn them off. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually experienced that on more than one occasion. I'll get up behind one of those where the, the fenders are vibrating and all this kind of stuff, especially 80 meters. 80 meters is great for that. Key up, and and you literally watch the music stop. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Because after about the third or fourth time, you let go of them. The mic, every time you let go of the microphone, they just jump in their seats. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're doing. As soon as, soon as the, the music stops, they immediately try to crank it up to go louder. So when I let go, it's just like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and the thing that I found, too, is smart cars. I usually put those on the side of the road. I've done that a few oh, times, no. too. And it's like, oh, geez, okay, you know, these kind of, you know, you're you're passing them in the left-hand lane, you know, doing about eighty plus, and and uh, you key up the microphone and you just watch them all of a sudden putter down about forty-five miles an hour, and it's like, whoops, okay, let so, let me let go of that. So do you call it your uh, selective de uh, deniability? What was that? Do you call that feature selective deniability? Selective deniability. Yep. So what about these self-driving vehicles? I haven't experienced one of those up here yet. Yeah, well, I, we, I'm sure I would raise a little bit of havoc. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. That sounds, sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be too cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, I've heard that if you paint a white circle around them, they can't go anywhere. <laughs> really? <Yep. laughs> I thought it was yeah, salt. Circle. But, yeah. yeah, I've had different experiences that were just kind of funny. You know, it's like, you know, I, and I really do watch it real close when I'm running high power mobile. Because if I get near any of the small little, little uh, 
popcorn cars where it's like, when I grow up, I'm going to be a car, you know? It's like, yeah, I can't be running high power on those things. Yeah. It's kind of like a experience I had. Well, of course, you know, I've had experiences with RFI for years working in the broadcast industry. Mm-hmm. But usually, you know, your cell phones seem to be pretty immune to AM frequencies, you know. I mean, it's way different. But on our 50-kilowatt station, I went down to the tower to do some work at the doghouse down there. And it's remote control. I can take my phone and send DTMF codes to tell the transmitter to turn off or to change antenna patterns and reduce power and all that. Well, I was trying to test it to see what if that all the right things were switching whenever it, you know, I sent it the command. And I walked down there on 50 kilowatts, standing, I don't know, a few feet from the tower. And, you know, it's time limited. You're not supposed to stand there very long, but you can stand there for a brief period. I tried to enter in the DTMF codes on my phone. It just went berserk. It, you know. It couldn't comprehend, so I had to move away. And, and yeah, I, I took the pi- a picture inside of a doghouse with my digital camera, and uh, on my end, when I took the picture, I was like, "Okay, this is this is cool. This will work," you know. And got it home, punched it into the computer, and it was like, "Whoa, what the heck happened here?" I had all kinds of funk. It looked like it was a picture from the seventies. Wow! With all the psychedelic <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah, it could happen. You know, there's some there's some warm spots mm-hmm. around those. And, you know, it doesn't always take a lot of power to do it. I, I was talking about 50 kilowatts. There was a one-kilowatt station that uh, I used to do some engineering for. It's actually the one I got my start at as a disc jockey when I was 16. But uh, years later, I was doing their engineering. And you could go out. To the base of that tower and it had a little chain link fence around it and you could hear the gate singing with modulation and it was only a kilowatt station but you know i guess um corrosion or whatever was just right in those gate hinges that it made a diode and uh, yeah it would sing right out wow mm-hmm. yeah, you could push World's it a little bit crystal radio yeah well that that uh Stationed out in Mexico, I visited oh, that yeah. uh, years ago when that thing was still running. And you walk across the ground and you knew what they were transmitting. <laughs> it's like, I know that can't be good for your body. <laughs> no, what, what was that, 500 kW? 500 kW, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think wow. that's what they're running. I could be wrong. Yeah, they was that, Were they operating on 800 kilohertz? What, was, what frequency were they on? Yeah, it was like know? 800 kilohertz, yeah. Yeah. Wow. WLW used to be 500 kilowatts. Well, yeah, for a short period of time. Yeah, for a short period of time. Yep. Um, yeah, they had they had some pretty good coverage reports. Yeah, yeah you, you, you know you're running a high-powered station when you got to run a null to take Canada out of the mix. Yeah, <laughs> only only the vertical polarization, and that's I had never heard of, you know, in the vertical plane them building a directional antenna system for an AM just to cancel the vertical. 
So the only mm-hmm. the sky wave didn't didn't go to Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was I that was pretty neat that that uh, tour. Yeah, that that is. It's um well, I hate to see that it doesn't run anymore, but why? I mean, why would you spend the money to to keep that transmitter going cuz you're not going to be able to use it. But it's still sitting there. Still mm-hmm. impressive. Wow. Yep. Did you ever go by there, um, Mike, when you were in Dayton? Uh, I never stopped in. Uh, I'm sure I drew, I've driven past it a few times. Uh, there's a couple of uh, neat sites in the Dayton area that folks need to uh, to, to check out. First of all, the uh, the National Air Force Museum in, in Dayton is second to none. It's, it's world class. I've never seen anything like it. And I know it's probably been 20 years since I've been there, and they keep adding to it. And when I was there 20 years ago, you could barely get through the whole thing in a day. Um, so you'd, I, you'd probably need more than a day to see everything. Wow. I was there that Sunday after Dayton. And, uh, uh, yeah, you could spend a whole day in there. Easily spend a whole day in there. Well, I was going to say maybe we should go by there next time we go, but uh, I'm not sure we have that much extra time. Yeah, it's always. You know, you know well, what's another What, what spot I went there that... primarily for was to see the Enola Gay and uh, then uh, uh, Sam uh, 27,000. Or 26,000, I'm sorry, 26,000 is there. And, and that's rather interesting because they've pretty much left it just as uh, JFK uh, used it. And uh, you can actually see where they made the modification to the back of the aircraft for his casket. And uh, that's uh, kind of interesting. But let me tell you, there's not a whole lot of mo- room to move in there because they put everything under glass. So it gets a little wow. tight. I actually did a video on my YouTube channel for that. Oh, cool. A lot of, a lot of history in that place for sure. I was just going to mention one other place that um, I've stopped by a couple of times on my way down. It's actually in Lima or Lima. I'm not sure what the correct correct pronunciation is, but uh, there's a place called Fair Radio Sales, and uh, they've been there forever. Um, And I think they must have got their start after uh, World War II in the surplus business um, because it's like walking into a time warp. Uh, They've got rooms full of old test gear radio gear from from military all kinds of stuff and you'd have to experience for yourself uh to to believe it because it's just chock-a-block full of all this all all this old gear and it's just it's just piled up in piles um and uh i don't know how long they've been in business but i'm i'm guessing probably uh since uh world war ii era that they've been operating well, when I when I visited that guy up in uh, Washington Washington uh, Island, here in Wisconsin, he's got about the biggest collection of radio equipment I've ever seen. Let's see if I, can, I think I can grab his card here. Oh yeah, I've seen photos of that place. Yeah, that's his. Wow. Yeah, yes. I think I've seen his. I've been on his web. I think he's got a website. Yeah, um, he does. Doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't that's, it? Uh, 
if I'm a, uh, if I'm thinking of the same one, isn't there radio gear on the other side as well as that wall? Correct. That's incredible. I, uh, I shot a bunch of video up there, and and it was uh, it was amazing just to see. And he's got the history behind all of it, you know, and um, it, that was the most interesting part. I mean, different radio equipment and, you know, how it was used and all that kind of stuff. And it was just amazing to just listen to him talk about all that equipment. Wow. That is, that, that's a setup. I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody else that was quite that serious of collector. Mm-hmm. And most of it works. That's the thing. Most of it works. Wow. Wow. You know, I mean, I've seen collections where people have, you know, not near what George has up there, but I've seen different people's collection where it's like, it's like, yeah, we've got, you know, 30 or 40 radios, but none of them work, you know. It's like, yeah. But walk <laughs> in this place and it's like, yeah, there's a couple hundred radios and they all work. <laughs> In fact, the thing that I thought was amazing is he actually has the first S-meter, the prototype. Wow. Really? Oh, wow. Yep. Which I thought was absolutely amazing. Well, we're coming up uh, on New Year's here within about six minutes. Oh, yeah, six six minutes minutes away. Yep. So. Yeah, 2018 really parted my hair. See what it did to me? (laughs) <laughs> 2018 did that to you yeah 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 see my hair is long since departed <laughs> what did you yeah, say I had really long hair for years and then me and my hair got in an argument with a falling out yeah 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 <laughs> we need the rim shots going we do yeah <laughs> i should have brought a snare drum out here <laughs> No, I was just going to uh, mention, I haven't heard much news over uh, WWD, uh, WWV, I should say, in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. I know uh, they were talking about budget cuts and maybe shutting it down, but has anybody heard any other uh, news about that recently? Nope. Nope. You know, I, well, I'm not going to talk about it. I think everybody was needlessly panicked about that because I think it was um well cage rattling maybe. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. And, and politics. That well that, the yeah, same difference, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm thinking about all the all the uh atomic um clocks that synchronize to that signal that would be virtually useless if they shut that down. Yeah. Um so yeah. I was kind of uh, skeptical when I first heard the news and figured it was the same kind of thing where it was maybe just saber rattling. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I haven't heard anything, so I'm assuming that it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, I have not heard anything else. But now I guess maybe we could shut it down for a few days, you know, during the budget negotiations here, but probably not. I mean... You know, I, I don't think there's anybody sitting there reading a script. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but can you imagine trying to restart all that stuff if you did oh, shut it down? Yeah. 
Oh, talk about a technician's nightmare. I wonder if there's anybody that knows how to do that that's still working there. Good question. Because how, how many how many years has that been in, in consistent operation for? It's it's been going as long as I can remember. Thirty four, I think. Am I right on that, George? nineteen thirty four. I don't remember, but that sounds like it in the neighborhood. Um three minutes roughly. What what beverage do you switch to at midnight, Dan? Well, I I have this one that I'm 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 drinking on now. It's just about gone. Yeah. Um, I have um, some spotted cow in the other room, and I've got uh, um, like I always refer to it as fifty of my craft beer friends that uh, spend time in the refrigerator. So I'll grab something. Hey Dan, look 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 what I got for Christmas. Whoops, let me get it over there. Can you read that? Oh, growler. Okay. Um, it's the Ontario Craft Beer Guide. Okay. I didn't know there was such a thing, but apparently there is. We have two minutes. So I'm going to go make another refill run. Be right back. Okay. Tom is going to refill on yeah, energy. Yeah, I've got the. I've got the beer guide from most of the states here. Most states put out their own beer guide. And and the funny thing is, is Wisconsin is about twice as thick as anybody else. <laughs> They've got it down, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beer yeah, we're kind of known for our beers. Yeah. Well, Tommy better hurry back. Tommy's going to have to hurry up. I should have had WWV on in here. Yeah, I could I could actually pull it up. <laughs> I don't know if you got time. Somebody have has you ever to... listened, Have you ever listened to WWV uh when they when they changed uh uh like to daylight savings um Mm-mm. and you get that extra you, you hear it repeat twice? No. I think it's, people believe it's New Year's here. (laughs) Must be pretty close. Uh, Let me get into seconds here. I imagine the weather dog is uh, having a fit out there. I say four, three, two, one. There you go. Happy New Year, guys. Happy Happy New New Year's. Year's. Wow. All of a sudden, I feel so old. <laughs> I feel like a, a newborn babe. Not. <laughs> Actually, I, I think I might have a picture somewhere where you're a newborn babe. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I shouldn't have <laughs> said anything. Um, Kevin, ZL1KFM, wants to know if we're staying on the air until the Pacific New Year hits. I don't know that we'll make it that long. We're, I'm kind of shooting for mountain because uh, our next guest will be ringing in the new year in about an hour. 
And I hope everyone had a good 2018 over here in the central time zone because it's too late now if you didn't. So much. Is yeah, I, I feel all new eared. You do, yeah. <laughs> I do feel a lot more like I do now than when I got here. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear this or not, but there's WWP. Oh. Maybe the budget crisis did get them. No, just static. Yeah. Is, is that five or ten, Meg Dan? Ten. Yeah, I think the the budget sounded like the budget crisis did get them. <laughs> well, I. You know, Tommy, I, I remember when we went to Rain, Louisiana, to the Ham Fest this year. Oh yeah, good time. And some of the some of the activities that the uh, Acadian people kind of helped us enjoy. Yeah. Because well, we didn't know how to properly do it. Yeah, there were several new experiences at that Ham Fest. Well, let's just take a. a Short look here at one of them. We're going to peel this tail. We're going to pinch this tail. And we're going to give the head to somebody else. Anybody you know? Nobody I know. <laughs> Remove of that tail from the head. You got to pinch the tail. When you pinch the tail, it loosens up the meat on the inside. We're going to crack the shell a little bit. Peel that outer shell. Make sure there's no bits on there. Then you pinch, and the whole thing comes out. Uh, just like that. Mm. Let me see if I can try. Do it, try, Tommy. He's got the crack. He's going for the crack. Don't do crack. Don't do crack. <laughs> Almost lost an eye with that one. Did you see that? Could you explain to him about how Matthew is the dead one? Oh, I hope they're all dead. <laughs> well, I failed. I'm a, I'm a, man, I'm a crawdad failure. I'm not eating the yellow stuff. Don't eat the yellow There's, There is one more trick. If you ever pick one up in a straight tail, like this, you don't eat those. Because they were dead when they were born. So that's, that's the one. You got to pick those up. Get them in there. Get them out. We need to figure out how to send some of these to Peter. Peter? Yeah. He can have these. He's surrounded by water down there. I just don't know if they have them. They have the really big ones. Like lobster. They got water. They don't know if they got mud. They're mud bugs, right? That's right. Mud bugs. So, show us what you do with the head. All right, Taylor, this is you. This is you. Okay, Yep. <laughs> Got to get that seasoning out of there. Ooh, that's the part I threw away. <laughs> so do I. 
Show us what you do with the head. Okay. I do feel like I got a crawdad education, so uh, I feel like a pro now. And they were pretty good. It was. It, it's been a long time since I tried it, and I'll, I'll eat them again. It's probably still not my favorite thing to eat, but I'm not a seafood eater either, so I don't really much care for shrimp and stuff like that. But it, it was pretty good. I appreciate you showing us how to do it. Yeah, I am a seafood eater. I really like uh, shrimp and lobster and crabs and all of that. So the, the crawfish, they were good. They, they were pretty good, I'll have to say. I probably ate three-quarters of mine. And I would, If there had been shrimp sitting there, I would have gone for the shrimp instead of the crawfish. I was able to, to break the little band off and pinch the tail and get the meat out. But it's an awful lot of work, Emil. It, it is a lot of work, and it's a good thing we had reinforcements to back us here. Uh, KG5CN, uh, Glenn was here with us teaching us really how to pinch those tails and suck the heads. Yeah, it was Richard from MFJ who kind of spurred us on to come down here. Yeah, he, he did. He's, he's told us several times that we need to come to this thing, and yeah. this ham fest here. And, and he's right. It was It's a big time. The food is amazing. You know, the, the lunch today was great. They had... Uh, Pork steaks, uh, barbecued pork steaks, and dirty rice, and baked beans, potato salad. It was phenomenal. It, it was really good. I would have called it a pork chop. I didn't know it was a steak, but it sure tasted yeah. like a good old uh, grilled steak to me. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, well, shrimp fettuccine and gumbo. I mean, it's classic Lafayette. Uh, Cajun and Southern food that's just off the charts here. Yeah, I, I gotta say that. There was a more and better variety of, of good food here than any ham fest I've been to Yeah, it, it wasn't just uh, hot no. dogs and, and burgers. No. Mm. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure they had hot dogs and burgers. I did not see it. I, I saw some burgers, but even they had a little uh, flavor and spice to them. Yep. Good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. We need to look up and see when that is. Maybe plan on going back. Yeah, maybe so. <clears throat> I got to get down there sometime. Uh, I've been to Florida a couple of times. That's about as far south, south of uh, as I've been, but certainly not the same experience by any means. No, it would probably be more like old old home times where you're from. Oh, are you talking about the Acadians getting kicked out of the country? Yeah, I think some of my relatives were part of that crew. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, Florida so, yeah. does have hamcation. Yeah. This we... time, I'd trade them places. Yeah. 
We uh, <laughs> uh, trade them for the winter. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the winter there like y'all do up there. Yeah, Hamcation, man, we we've been talking about that one. That sounds like um, that's on the bucket list. Arnie said earlier in the chat room that he's going to be there this year. Yeah, that's oh, like a mini Dayton. Yep. I've been cool. thinking about it. We've got a, a. I'd like to go. It just kind of falls in a bad time at work for me to take off. I'm not sure if I could swing that. Yeah, we've got a new. I don't remember what it is. New airline here that like only flies to, where is it? Las Vegas and Orlando, maybe. And they have real cheap flights. Oh, so, nice. I can't remember the name of that airline. But, yeah, it's like, you know, I think it's Vegas. Somewhere yeah, out. The only thing I saw was to Orlando, but they may, they may do Vegas, too. I'm not sure. It, yeah, uh, it was to, in maybe Denver. I don't know. It was only two places they flew to, though, from Jackson. The, this is the store your animals in the overhead compartments? <laughs> Store your animals in over. <laughs> That's Delta. Yeah. I'm just, I, I got to wait for the delay because I'm sure Arnie's going to have a comment. <laughs> yeah, I noticed somebody was saying, I think in the chat room they were saying that um, crawdads tasted like lobster. Yeah, I read that too. No. They but don't. Not at all. Not to me. Good, no. Good to know. No. I've never had them, um, but I can't imagine they would taste like lobster. I mean, they're they're not from the same environment, so how could they taste the same? I don't know. But then again, everybody says crocodile tastes or alligator tastes like rubber chicken, so I don't know. Yeah. We had... Who, who ate the first rubber chicken to see? Exactly. <laughs> Alligator does actually taste pretty good. Really? It does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you never yeah, had it? No. It, oh, it's really? just the texture. The texture is different, but it tastes like chicken. Mm -hmm. And, it, and you know, it's like kind chicken. of a joke that everybody, when they can't describe what something tastes like, they generally say it just tastes like chicken. Well, it, it really does. Um, but hmm. it's it's got a different texture to it than chicken does. Okay. The taste seems to be about the same. I could have had some in that gumbo down there. There could have been yeah, anything. Maybe. Yeah, and gumbo, there could be anything in that. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we go down towards New Orleans, I'll take you to a place that's got some. Okay. I know, I know a good place. Now, is is there Cajun gumbo? Is that like jambalaya? Is that, is no, that no. What, like? No, no, that's two different dishes. Jambalaya okay. is a rice. Just a, a rice-based thing. It's mostly rice and uh, has different meats, seafood, and stuff like that in it, some spices. But gumbo is more of a, almost like a stew-type thing. Uh, okay. Yeah, they. Um, it's the first time, well, a number of things the first time for me <clears throat> when we were down, in, down there in rain. But I had never had jambalaya before, and they had it there. Uh, one day for lunch. Well, it wasn't at the Rain Ham Fest. That's when we were there for the D-Star event they had in Lafayette. Yeah. And, yeah, well, it was good. Jambalaya oh. is good. My mother-in-law used to make a fantastic one. Well, 
I it was I didn't think I would like it. I thought it would be too hot, but it wasn't and oh, no. it was rice, you know, a little spice, uh sausage and chicken. Oh man, it was great. And since I've come back yeah, some people put different stuff in it though. A lot of yeah. people put seafood, all kind of stuff in it. Yeah. Well that's what was it in this particular one. I have tried to find some back here at home and I hadn't found anything that comes close. It it was fantastic. What are you drinking there, Tommy? Ginger beer. Oops. I talked about this uh, on the last Amateur Logic when we had, the, not the last one, I guess one before, mm-hmm. when uh, when we had the Moxie Cola. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Ralph sent the Moxie Cola. It kind of reminded me of the ginger beer. I saw these in the grocery store this afternoon. I picked them up for tonight. Well, you know, I didn't drink all of my Moxie that night, <clears throat> and I I gave it to my wife, and she really liked it. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, I thought it was okay. She didn't it was care much. Good. She didn't care much for the Peritos, though. <laughs> nah, that, I'm <laughs> sure that's an acquired taste. taste. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny how different parts of the world do taste is different. Oh, um, you see that. Oh wow! Memory is full. Yeah, I got uh, the same problems. I kind of start knew. forgetting things now. <laughs> okay. What'd you say? Well, you, you you know what they say: the first thing to go is your memory. The second thing to go. Now, what were we memory. talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, I'm gonna change something. Secondary memory must be full too. Glenn's saying the recording is off. Now we can really cut up. <laughs> Still recording to the hard drive. Oh, yeah. And now we're, you still got fireworks going behind you, Mike. So got. Almost three hours on the internal memory. You can't see. You can't really see this. The CN Tower. Um, I'm actually sitting in the middle of. Well, not in the middle, but in Lake Ontario. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I figured you're out on the boat. I bet it's cold. <laughs> yeah, I see the CN Tower over there. I've been up in that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. the last floor is a little bit uh, much to walk on. I did, but it sure makes you stomach feel like you're dropping. I'll, I'll tell you, I was I was um, on a course in downtown, and uh, we had some free time, so a bunch of us decided to go up the CN Tower because I'd never been up there myself even. And when I got to that glass floor, I started jumping on it. 
knowing, <laughs> knowing that there's no way that it would let go, but it was really watching the reaction of people that were standing around that wouldn't even walk on the glass floor, let alone seeing me jump on it. Oh, yeah. Something oh, wow. else. Yeah. Well, Dan, um, what do you have lined up for 2019? I'm going to be shooting some more videos. And, uh, in fact, I got a green screen that should have been here actually today, but wasn't. Um, so we're going to be doing the green screen thing and be shooting a lot of videos. Well, you will have a fun time tuning up things to work with the green screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've already got uh, some uh, lights in here that uh, uh, I just put up recently. So... I don't look as washed out as I used to, so it uh, it's it's coming along. It's coming along. Yeah, it's you know the the whole trick is lighting. Yep. And one yep. day I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're doing a pretty good job, though. But yeah. uh, actually, yeah, I got to use green screen, portable green screen, and. Uh, like I said, I was supposed to be here the other day, and then that's going to – the main thing is is I'm going to get in front of the camera more than – because typically on my videos, I'm behind the camera mm-hmm. and uh, narrating it, but uh, we're going to get in front of the camera a little bit more. I got a great face for radio, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way – for those who were worried about the recording, what's on the camera is just a backup. And the only thing the camera sees, it's not seeing much. Um, that's all the camera's seeing. So it's not like I really am gaining anything by recording on it tonight. Uh, just, you know, out of habit, I guess. Everything's recorded over here on a hard drive, so uh, we didn't lose anything. Both of y'all looked over your right shoulder all of a sudden. What did y'all see? I was looking at the chat room. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to keep an eye on, see what's going on in there from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, chat room has been interesting tonight. I've been keeping an eye on it as well myself. Not not chatting a whole lot in there, just kind of reading the comments. Arnie says you look great on your videos, Dan. <laughs> and, you know, Arnie was here when we did this a couple of years ago. I couldn't get him to come on tonight. We're going to get him back on here sometime, though. Oh, Arnie, you should have come on, man. It's been good to see you on here. Yeah, We're going to have him come on and show us how to eat burritos because we haven't really figured that one out yet got it we did not have it down pat yet no not at all it's gonna take a lot of practice yeah no not for me it's not (laughs) (laughs) but he likes them so if if you get a chance it's how do you pronounce it is it harry bow the people, Haribo? Haribo. Yeah, the people yeah. Who, who make the gummy awesome. bears and all. Um, you know, last time Arnie sent us some gummy stuff, it was really good, you know. Yeah, Swedish fish. And then, he, and then there was those other things. What were they called? 
dollar things, something? Yeah, yeah the little discs. They, yeah. Actually, they were kind of the same shape as the uh, as the last ones. They, were, they were fruit flavored. They were really good, but he snuck this uh, this um, Paritos thing on in on us. I think he's told you this, but that Haribo company. Yeah. If you look up where they're from, they're from Canada. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's like this support Japanese beer we get here. It's imported. And you look oh, on the label, yeah, yeah from Canada. <laughs> the best part about Sapporo is the can. I don't know how they manufacture those cans with all those, Yeah. Uh, what do you call it, facets, I guess you could say, those those uh, flax and mm-hmm. flat sections on the can. Oh. Um, but apparently, if you talk to anybody from Japan, yeah, it's not really good beer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like Peter says, they don't have Outback Steakhouses there. No, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't hear either anymore. <clears throat> He'd never heard of it, so he's never heard of Outback. No, they don't. Really? They don't have them there. So. All I do is I remember when we did have them up here. Um, <laughs> I thought I thought the guy doing the commercial had a really bad fake Aussie accent. Um, whoever they hired as the uh, voice actor for that um, ad. Um, it was a little over the top, but yeah. I, I still miss that blooming onion. Yeah. Oh yeah, that thing's yeah. that's the best thing they've got. That yeah, the way yeah, that is. I'm not big on the fried onion thing. Oh, I do. I like it. Yeah. It's good. Well, Dan, we appreciate you dropping in tonight. We're going to have to uh, let you go and look in the refrigerator and see what's next. We're going <laughs> to. We're going to make room for uh, Amanda and Jeff here because they'll be celebrating New Year's here pretty soon out west there. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you again soon. And, uh, of course, we'll be seeing some of your videos over on Ham Nation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you want to plug your... Always good to talk to you, Dan. Good to see you. Yeah, great to talk to you guys, too. All right. 7-3. 7-3, Dan. And just to kind of stay with the spirit of things here, and and we are slowing down a little bit, but we won't get any slower than half speed. (laughs) And we've we've got two or three more of those to go. But there's only one one that we can play right now, and I think everyone will enjoy this one because the next one will be different people doing half-speed theater. <laughs> Nigel, I hope okay. these are okay to put on it because that's, uh, that's what we ended up getting. So Yeah, there is. Okay, you go first. <laughs> they send it to you. No. Well, then I'll go first then. I, d- I know the the look of it. 
It's sort of like that green pea baby food. It smells good. Yeah, it does smell good. It actually smells like butterscotch, which is kind of what I thought it might be like. How'd you come up with the idea? This for that? be good. I thought it you don't might know this be like the. Chip, K9 MIT, and I were screwing around one day, and he sent me some. He says, Oh, you're going to play this at double speed. That's kind of what it smells like to me. Here you want to, you can yeah, either do that one, one or you get your whatever. I think I'm gonna want a whole one. Go ahead. And just, just by the way, it's well, I brought the extra plate. So did I hear it right? Pirates raided somewhere and then the rum mixed with the butter? No, that's a folklore thing. Oh. Uh, that they found, uh, found some uh, rum washed up on the shore. You're right, This is That was the best topic for this. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> it it just kind of worked itself out, huh? That's well, so funny. Good job, Tommy. I don't think you could have planned that one any better. <laughs> well, we're going to bring in a couple of more special guests who were, well, I, one of them I see every week. and uh, But as a pair, they were both here for New Year's Eve with us two years ago. And it's... Jeff and Amanda, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. Happy New Year's, everyone. Well, happy New Year's. I'm glad y'all could join us. Echo. Hold on, I suck it here. Uh, my technical engineer is just getting stuff started. Um, yeah, that mic is not the one you're on. That's not you're, hearing this one? Mm -mm. Are you hearing? Nope, no, I hear nothing from that. Oh, that's why. It's so we're sharing two mics here, so give us a break. Well, what I'm hearing is maybe one on a computer or something way away from you. Computer mic. Check it out. Check me check. This is this is the fun part here is where you try to <laughs> figure out what's wrong in real time. I love this part. Yeah. We oh, somebody's playing music. <laughs> I I have to pull that down because YouTube will block it if I if I uh, play any of the music on there. So, all right. Um, well, is this better? That is it. Yes. Perfect. Yes. 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 That, yep, okay. That one too. Well, how are y'all hey. doing out there? Good. How's our not seeing our video here? So just oh, want to make not? sure. No, Jeff there has to go. squeeze in. Squeeze in. Yeah, he's hanging off the screen. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's start this over, George. Happy New Year to everyone on Amateur Logic TV tonight. 
or Happy this morning, depending on where you are. Yeah. Happy New Year, Amanda. Happy New Year, Jeff. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> There's time. another one for Arnie. <laughs> yeah, Arnie likes this stuff, man. He, that's that's what you, he Arnie. for. That was scary. Yeah. I've heard that sound before, but I can't. I think it was on Dumb and Dumber, the most annoying sound in the world. <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> This is the fun part, you know. This is oh. this is what everybody tunes in for. I don't I don't know if y'all were here earlier, but uh, email's friend Glenn in the chat room said, you know, we were t- apologizing for errors and mistakes and things, and he he said, hey, we didn't have anything else to do tonight. That's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly correct. Um, wow. So now that everybody's ears have been checked, mic one, two, three. You may have to share um, a microphone, I guess. We might. Well, we can, uh, we sorry can hear about you. that. We can hear both yeah, of we, you. Yeah, we can hear fine. Can you can you you hear us both? Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's that's fine. Um. Okay. Let's let's redo. Happy New Year, everyone! I'm glad to be on Amateur Logic tonight. Go ahead and say hello to Jeff. Happy New Year, everybody. Now that I don't create a massive squeal. Oh, it's great to have you two with us tonight. You know, we see, uh, I just said this a minute ago, but we see Amanda every week on Ham Nation. And we had both of them here two years ago when we celebrated New Year's. And we we got Jeff to actually talk about things (laughs) and learned a little bit of stuff in the process. From me, I don't. I don't know about that. Well, you already <laughs> knew it. We were just listening and soaking it all up. But he, he actually does a lot of work. I mean, on his repeaters and, um, you know, I I kind of tuned in a little bit earlier tonight, and I heard you guys talking about some R two D two audio, and I was kind of curious about that, but I missed the rest of the conversation. So I was kind of curious on if you were talking about some. D-Star, Hotspot, Audio, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Don't buy me. I always ask the questions. It's my job. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, get rid of it. That was Nigel talking about it, and uh, he was saying he had some hearing issues, and the R2-D2 on D-Star was, was difficult for him to listen to. What it is, was using the Peanut app. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, right. okay. I just actually downloaded that. I haven't used it yet, but I, I got it. Yeah, I've talked to a few people yeah, using it. That's a good segue, George. Oh, yeah? What part? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, I thought a segue uh, was something completely different. Is that not what uh, the mall cops use? No, that's no? a different segue. That's, oh, we, okay. We can't afford such as that, you know. We. Mm-mm. We work on a budget here, so uh, email would not allow us to, to splurge on anything like that. So what have you guys been up to? I, well, I could talk for years about what we've been up to this year. Um, so I kind of wrote a few things down. And, George, I noticed that you actually had 
kind of the capability to go to, oh, thank you, a website. Is that possible for you to show us a website link? Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. Not, I'm not trying. No pressure. No, I've just got four mice here. I'm not sure which one to grab first. <laughs> <laughs> the one that squeaks the most or poops uh, the most, okay. whichever. <laughs> That'll be this one right here then. Let me uh, bring up our web browser. Here we go. And let Can me... you tell we're a little merry tonight? We're so happy. Yes, we are. <laughs> what? Now I got to figure out which button That's to New push. Year's Eve. I found the mouse. It is New Year's Eve. And yeah. while George is figuring that out, you guys, I have a really funny story to tell everybody. I actually had to be okay. the repeater police last night. This is. Ooh. <laughs> uh -oh. I posted the audio on Facebook, and I. It's not, it's in SFW, so I can't post it here. But <laughs> basically, somebody came on cursing right before a state Aries net and um, was kind of saying, Oh, my expletive, there's cops everywhere, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Anyhow, so I had to jump on there and say, Hey, you're no longer allowed on our repeater system. Back off. Yeah. Um, that was. That was interesting. Um, I don't know how many other people have that problem on their repeater system, but we usually do not have that problem at all. I'm, I'm actually, it was a really new ham, and I'm pretty sure that uh, it was operator error, and he was like oh, calling yeah. somebody else and didn't release the PTT when oh. he saw six state troopers and was yeah. excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, was it uh, a digital repeater system or analog uh, he was actually on analog at the yeah. time. Our repeater system is pretty unique. We, I'd let Jeff explain it more because he's way more intelligent about it, but we have everything. We have um, transcoding with MMDBMs connected to the system, and that's what I was going to have George bring up, and he can okay. see kind of our, what our node system. K0JSC.com, and then you would go to the status page. And go ahead, Jeff. Talk about it a little bit. All right, I gotta go there. But yeah, there's a there's a link at the top that says which mouse? This one. Okay. <laughs> System status, and then uh, you can see that. So it's a little hard to, to. I'm looking at a monitor that's got like a million things on it, so it's it's pretty small. I think this is what you're talking about right here. That yes, would, that would yes, be it. That's it. Control it. So, so tell us what we're looking at there. Let me see if I can get it up a little bit larger. So those are individual nodes that are linked repeaters. And um, this is kind of, this is a cool master page. So you get to see when somebody keys up. And when you're running a net or something like that, you can see who's, well, I mean, you can't see who's actually keying up, but you can see what node is being keyed up. So if you have this huge linked system and somebody's trying to come in and they're really, they're not making the repeater, you can maybe suggest another repeater for them to try. Um, and Jeff will give you the semantics more than that about um, where he got this stuff from and how it works. Go ahead, Jeff. 
this is uh, something that, uh, and a lot of people are using this. It's All Star. So Jim Dixon wrote this. It's just a PBX phone system that was modified for amateur radio. Um, and this is how we link all of our analog machines together. And now I'm going to key up, and hopefully nobody wants to talk to me when I do this. But uh, <laughs> I'll let them um, talk. This is a, a D star to analog bridge, and of course the analog users kind of get weirded out because it still sounds like D star coming over analog. Kids are all jesting. Um, so what Amanda was talking about with the transcoding is, and there's a couple of geniuses out there that wrote a piece of software called DB Switch that allows you to transcode D-Star, System Fusion, P25, DMR, all, all of the, I guess, common digital modes and convert them to analog and to bridge them over. And there's mixed feelings about how whether people like it or not because it uh, the the people that are used to using strictly analog it sounds really funny but uh um it allows uh, i suppose it allows people with only a dmr or d star radio or something to talk into other digital modes which is handy mm -hmm. so let so, me let me ask a question i know it's your job to ask the questions but but i got one it's new year's eve yeah go ahead george how are the are how are they transcoding? Is it a device somewhere with the uh, uh, DV3000 chip, or or what is it? It is. It is. It, uh, it is. Um, for there's a couple of modes that really need the DV3000. Uh, I think four of the five can use that OP25 software codec, and it kind of works, but it sounds funky. D-Star, it really sounds bad, and you really need the DV3000 to make it sound nice. Uh, and Jay, one of our friends, is uh, transcoding the Brandmeister stream with a DV3000. Uh, and our P25 stream is using the OP25 software, and it, it sounds all right. It doesn't sound probably like P25 should sound. Uh, but, uh, yeah, one of them are, is running on a Pi here with the DV3000, and then the, the P25 one runs on a server here with the OP25 codec, and then Jay runs the NXDN uh, DMR and uh, uh, YSF uh, bridges. OP25. I'm not familiar with that. It's it's a it's a piece of software that transcodes. Uh, like I said, it will do all, it will do five of the modes or four or five of the modes. But D Star it doesn't do such a great job. It 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 works. It just it sounds pretty pretty bad. I would do a DV3000 for mm. that. And it goes both directions, encode and decode? Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. And uh, we can also use Echolink on this system or IRLP, which we have both nodes. Um, most are not heavily used. And we also keep our system a little bit closed. So we don't just let every stranger connect to our all-star system, but... It's handy when needed. Um, yeah. Sometimes we need to link one repeater system to the other during, and you know, we we use it a lot for Aries stuff. But if you wanted to monitor something, you just link it up and monitor. Um, there's a lot of other reasons, Skywarn stuff like that, where we have such rural places in Colorado where it's needed to link all of that stuff up. And Jeff probably has more input about why we would do this or actually he just does it because he can but <laughs> and it costs us more money just gonna go ahead and put that out there a little bit but why don't you talk kind of about the equipment that you need to do this jeff 
trying not to bounce the mic. The shock mount is uh, dysfunctional right now. Um, well, the the digital analog, it, George, it sounds like you're probably familiar with this. It, it, uh, a guy named Steve Zingman and I think his brother started to write this stuff, and it's called DV Switch or um, but that's the the software that does the transcoding. But it, everything else is All Star and uh, um, not to be confused with D Star. But uh, it's the thing is based on a PBX phone system. It's uh, it's based on Asterisk. So, um, in fact, there's a phone sitting on the desk here that runs on a little PBX on a Pi here. Um, but same thing. He just wrote extra code into it to make it controller repeater. Hmm. It, and all over VOIP and most of the links that you showed up there are actually running on the the private microwave network that we run here up and down the front range. So it doesn't actually – most of those don't actually travel over the commercial internet. Some of them do. There's a couple in there that have to. But uh, um, the bulk of them are actually on a private – it's a point-to-point -point microwave network based on – or we're using Microtech radios that we moved into the amateur part of the band. Uh, so I guess with y'all having a lot of mountains around there, that gives you uh, good places to set up microwave links. It, it's probably a lot easier for us than it is for a lot of people. That some of the with off-the-shelf microtech radios and and two-foot di dishes at five gig, we can do fifty fifty-ish miles pretty reliably. And yeah, with the more humid climates uh, and flatter land, it it becomes a little more challenging. Wow. And those are those are mountain camera sites um, where we put some cameras on there. It's nice to see the snow totals on some of them. Um, of course, at night it's a little bit hard to see. Yeah. But uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, they basically use what do you typically use for your microwave dishes? Five point eight in the amateur yeah. radio yeah, band. Yeah, it's all five eight. Yeah, but. To do to do the D Star the MMDVMs basically it's pretty affordable for most people to get involved in this, I would say, wouldn't you say, Jack? Oh yeah, and, and I, you guys were talking about Pi Star a little bit earlier, and we actually have built a couple of machines, uh, actual repeaters with a with an MMDVM board and uh, Pi Star, and it's a sitting on a mountaintop and supports all five of those modes. It's a yeah, it's an affordable way for somebody to to get into and uh, provide, I suppose, all five digital modes to the community without having to have five repeaters. The one thing I want to talk about, though, is audio on digital compared to um, your analog. So when you're coming into an analog system and you're using your D-Star, NXDN, P25... Fusion, if you must, really. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and laugh. It's fine. Um, these these are the problem parts of it, and you have to adjust it correctly. And um, that's that's kind of what they've been experimenting with. Jeff and his buddies have been doing all of this, trying all of the different modes out. And that's one of the biggest challenges, I would have to say, is involved with it. Yep. You want to steal the mic? I'm going to steal the steal mic. The steal the mic. It, and it's hard to convince people that are used to analog to have digital traffic coming over to analog. It just sounds funny, and they can't really wrap their heads around it. Some people yeah. kind of adapt to it, and they're like, all right, it sounds okay. It's it's communications quality. I can understand what you're saying. But it, yeah. you, 
I love analog myself. I mean, the fidelity and it, it just sounds great. And then, you know, when you send DMR or D star P 25 or whatever over to analog and it, it doesn't sound as nice as analog does. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I noticed the same thing. There's some people that I have only ever heard on analog and others that I have only ever heard on digital. And if the streams get crossed, you don't even recognize the person. They sound so much streams. different. Yeah. Do not cross the stream. Do not do it. It's in yeah. the movie. Check it out. Yeah. Well, it, it, it is definitely. And that's the, when you bridge all the modes together, it gets pretty interesting. Speaking of crossing the streams, I, I've got something here I would, uh, I'd like to share with y'all. We'd love to see it. And that wasn't it. Kind of like those, um, I think, oh, no, what? someone I met has a rumbo. Is that the radio? Run, 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 runbo. It's, uh... And that's a pretty cool. <laughs> it's got, like, Android built into it, but yeah. yet. Uh, UHF, VHF, it's a, big, it's a big smartphone, yeah, with DM, and it's got DMR <laughs> it's on it. It's huge. Yeah. Remember your brick Motorola's from back in 1980? Same thing again, a little bit lighter, <laughs> Welcome to Half Speed Theater. I can't even. <laughs> you have been initiated. That's right. <laughs> you know, when I when I sent that to Tommy, the first thing I sent to him is, this, Amanda's going to hate me. <laughs> You're darn right. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you cut something in half like that, and you just... Really never know what you're going to get. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm like, how did our dogs not come running out here right now? Because we were making such a ruckus. Mike, really? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> no green chili for you, Mike. No green chili. Oh, my gosh. Don over crying. in the chat room says oh, that's God. the best yet tonight. Was, was that right there? <laughs> Well, yeah, we, yeah, that was pretty good. Somebody had to thing, win. We I sound guess. like that already. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so the bad thing wow. we talk slow over here anyway from the south, so it's like quarter speed theater for us. <laughs> and, and look at it this way: just think of all the footage you're giving me for next year. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Now I have to analyze everything I've just said on this whole show and be like, what is he going to slow by no. to make me sound like really silly? If you talk twice as fast, it'll sound normal next year. I will, I might have to, you know what? I'm going to have to sound like Don Wilbanks when he's doing amateur radio newsline. Hmm. We, have, we haven't tried this with Don Wilbanks, have we? No. Ooh, no. But that was good. Fast yeah. anyway, so we may have to slow it down a little bit more for Don. Hmm. Yeah. Quarter speed yeah. theater, yeah. Quarter speed he, he theater. He talks super fast. Like, 
I don't know. I can't do that speed. That's, Mm-mm. I can't do that. Nope. But I loved Dawn to death, but him talking. Uh, how about, how about this? Wow. How about half speed theater when Don's imitating George's voice? <laughs> I've never heard that. He Don does a he does an amazing impression of George. Have you never heard him do it? Oh no! But I would love I I gotta find that. That sounds like a challenge, Mike. Challenge itself. Anything that doesn't implicate me and hurts Don. Yeah. I'm I'm in this. Wow. Okay. Wow. New Year's New Year's Eve, you know. You know. Don's my brother. I'm okay to say that. He he didn't answer my email. He did, so well. He said maybe, but that's the last I heard from him. So <laughs> uh, he's probably having his own half speed theater tonight. I believe so, along with the cigar. Yep, yep. <laughs> important part of it. Uh, on a more serious note, Jeff, uh, you were talking about digital transmissions and that. And one of the biggest bones of contention that I've ever had happens to be with DMR and the varying audio levels. How, ah. how, does, how do you get around that challenge of balancing the audio levels? And the other thing I've never been able to figure out is, um, and I've read it in more than a couple of places where they've said, make sure you turn the AGC off uh, on your programming settings in your code plug. And to me, that just seems counterintuitive. I I turn AGC on in the 850 radios that I manage at work because it levels out the audio and makes them all sound the same. I, the the problem is that you know with some of the brands that have AGC, uh, a lot of the cheaper brands don't have that, so they're really low or whatever. And so yeah, it, it, if you've got all these radios that have AGC, then they're going to be at the same level. But then you've got I can't even name a whole bunch of them, but uh, other radios that don't have it or can't do it or it's different, and so they're all over the board. And yeah, that's been my biggest complaint. And I was I was lashed when I first uh, did DMR. Uh, it was on I don't remember what network it was, but uh, yeah, I got I got lashed via email for having AGC turned on because it was they said it was too loud. But uh, um. Th- <clears throat> That seems to be the issue, and, and DMR is probably the hard. I think the like you said, the hardest one. Uh, some of the most of the other ones are probably a little bit better. But uh, shoot me, but I'm a big AGC believer. I, t- I turn it on in all of our radios and uh, our ham rigs, and even with uh, on the analog side, AGC is turned on, and they do. I think they do quite well. So, do, do you use PyStar at all, Jeff? Have you played with it any? Absolutely, I've got. Two machines, one's an MTR2000 with an MMBVM on it, and then one's an old TK, Kenwood TKR rate 20 retired you know, uh, commercial repeater that's running an MMBVM, and both of them with Pi-Star. Um, uh, I've got my, my Pi-Star hotspot. I'm using a, a DV Mega, and it, it works okay with D-Star. I cannot make DMR work on it for the life of me. DMR is a timing issue. They're they're uh, they're a little funky. DMR P25 is a harder one uh, to get hmm. audio levels lined up on that. But uh, DMR, there's a timing thing, and I need to dig into it. And remember, we fought with it and found at least for the hardware that we were using, there's a, a 
DMR delay setting that you got to tweak a little bit in there. You go to the expert menu and you can tweak it. And um, D Star is one of the easier ones. It really works. And the sensitivity, I'm really impressed with the D, the sensitivity with those on D Star. We've got it's oops, a uh, hundred watt repeater sitting up on a mountaintop, and uh, the sensitivity for D Star is really great. It it it's amazing. Um, P25 is pretty. It's not that good. It works, but it, it's just not very sensitive, even with a preamp on the receiver. Uh, and I've never tried Fusion and DMR. Once you get that timing value set up right, it, it works okay. It, you know, it, I don't think you could compare an MMDVM to an actual DMR repeater. But uh, for what do they cost? I think I paid sixty or seventy dollars for the for the board. What a yeah. So I really wanted to do the taster's choice test on this audio stuff for you guys. Um, and it's unfortunate because the server that hosts one of these nodes actually failed on us tonight oh. while the guy's out of town doing some snowmobiling. And I was really like, we've got to show these guys what D-Star sounds like compared to P25, compared to D-Star to... Um, DMR and unfortunately it failed so we were really hoping to show you that so we could just key up and let some of our friends come back on different nodes or uh, modes I should say and show you guys but unfortunately that didn't our friends may not be awake that didn't happen tonight so um that would have been really cool so you could hear the difference of the audio some like this is how I would like to put it. D-Star makes you sound like you're only two sheets to the wind on analog. <laughs> and DMR might make you sound like you're three sheets to the wind. This is this is my analysis right now. Please bear with me. Um, whereas NXDN, maybe one to two sheets. Again, we don't really have any Fusion users around here, so but what I've heard of Fusion, it really does not sound that good. It's really muddy and very hot. So mm -hmm. it just sounds like everybody's Trans swallowing their microphone. Transcoded to analog. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of my intake on it, and that's my analysis of it. But uh, it's all things to keep into consideration when you want to do this kind of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Transition to from digital to analog. Go ahead, Jeff, because he has so much more input. Well, I don't. <laughs> um, bump, bump, bump. I don't want to hog it, but yeah, it, you know the the nice thing is that you you can allow a user with a D Star radio to participate in a DMR conversation or whatever. But uh, it's there's still going to be some loss in quality. But Mike, to go back to you, yeah. So that that was my answer about AGC I, and audio gains, and it's. I think it's an issue, and uh, when you're constantly on your volume, up and down, up and down, up and down, you know, you know, turn it up because somebody's really light, and then somebody comes back, and you know the neighbors can hear it next door, and you're turning the thing down, and uh, um, you're wearing out the volume pot on your radio trying to listen to a conversation. It gets, it's kind of rough. I wish there was a, a standard or a way to level out audio to make them all the same. Well, you know that that was one of the big selling points on uh, D Star as compared with Echolink, because all the D-Star rigs were pretty much, you know, made made by ICOM. Of course, Kenwood's got one. And there are some other, you know, 
bricks that people have built, and you can buy hotspots and different devices that do D-Star now. But there was a, a sort of quality control on audio levels. But on Echo Link, it's anybody's guess as to what somebody's going to come in at. I mean, if you set it right, it can sound good, but not a lot of people get that. Well, yeah, without a without a service monitor and setting deviations correctly, yeah. And, and Echo Link can sound really good, but a lot of times, unfortunately, it doesn't. And a lot of other modes do. I'm, I've heard other VOIP link systems that, Especially you know. Especially when they come on, in on the. Some well, cell phone or, yeah, computer or and some machines sound rough and they send courtesy tones and telemetry and stuff up the network that they probably shouldn't be sending. Yeah. Yeah, you get DTMF tones coming up a network. You don't know who you're going to mess up. Exactly. Exactly. And, it, you know, for me, it's annoying. I mean, maybe it doesn't annoy other people, but when I have to hear somebody else's courtesy tones coming across the network or whatever, it or the hang time from a, another link, it... Yeah. It, and it, that's, that's a rep business with, with all repeater systems is that, you know, there's a controller on it, and they decide... Am I going to have this much of a hang time or am I going to have no hang time? Am I going to have a courtesy tone? And um, these are all decisions. I would love to have a standard. Let's put it that way. But we link to so many other systems that sometimes it's difficult to deal with. And Jeff has his now as no hang times, no courtesy tones whatsoever. Want to explain that? Well, not this Thanksgiving, but last Thanksgiving, we had somebody on the re- one of the repeaters that spent about 16 hours, seven times an hour, listening to the courtesy tone. Just kerchunk, 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 kerchunk. I was like, that's it. It's over. Um, and it's, when I turned off the courtesy tone, it pretty much solved the problem. At least now when somebody kerchunks, you just hear a and that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you got to be careful linking uh... – Two repeaters together with a dual-band cross-banding radio because you'll just set up an endless ka-chunk. Ping-pong, yeah. Yep, ping-pong yeah. doing that. Well, it's coming up on New Year's, guys. Yeah, yeah, well, yes, it is. We've got about there. one minute yeah. here. Do you want me to try to open that thing and you not can, kill anybody? You can try. We do have a bottle of champagne that Jeff is going to live open okay. on your show. So, <laughs> if nobody dies, it's a it's a win for you, George. Well, I'm going to stand behind something over here somewhere, so <laughs> just in yeah, case. You'll shoot your eye out. Yeah. <laughs> so here so we're going to have enough bottling. Do not point that towards me. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I'm ducking. I'm ducking. I'm ducking. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, it was harmless. Yeah. I would have let the cork fly, though. Really, Mike? Of course you would have. We have two monitors here (laughs) that could die. Possibly our dogs. Just saying. Yeah. Not too bad, Jack. Not too bad. He's going to pour us a glass of bubbly here. And it's midnight. Happy New Year, Mountain People. Happy New Happy New Year. Everybody in Mountain Standard Time. Yeah, uh, we've been doing this. Well, the first person we talked to was Nigel, and it was already, he'd been 
in 2019 for several hours before. Of course. And and Andy, we had Andy on here from Puerto Rico. That was really nice to we see Andy him. on. It was. Yeah. It, it was. was. Except for the all of the fi- Happy New Year, Dan. Okay. Um, it was. Yeah. They had a lot of fireworks going on there. That was <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded yeah, like right well. in the house. Yeah. Or were they? <laughs> We're rednecks, so if you hear anything, it's gunshots. Just gonna yeah. go ahead and put that out there. Yeah, same around here. Although we did, we did have a lot of fun. That's all everybody's got. Yeah, it. You know, I'm okay right here in the suburbs, but if I went into the city, it's it is probably gunfire. <laughs> You're funny, George. <laughs> Well, and Jeff wanted to show our temperature here because y'all are crying about 50 degrees. I heard, so. Yeah, I heard you guys saying it was frigid at, at 50. Can you guys see that? Yeah. 9.8. Wow. Maybe. Wow. I don't think it's yeah. And we run a pellet stove, so we keep it like 77 inside. Yeah. 77? Don't judge us. Well, don't hot. judge us. <laughs> We like, wow. we like it warm. We like I it do. warm in the wintertime. I like a lot of My heat. Ambler keeps our house at 77. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've we've probably got some good stuff collected there now, Mike. <laughs> but I don't know if it's anything that can top last year yet. No, no, let's uh, let's find out. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. Does that really? Yeah, and you can, I think you oh, can no. send images digitally, but they're pretty low res Im- images. <laughs> they were like, I, oh, if I remember true. correctly, maybe <laughs> were 320 by 240, so it's not a very. <laughs> not a very good image, but it's probably better than nothing. And one of the yeah. other cool things about our um, repeater system here is how, uh, what's the, I don't know the word I'm, sorry guys, too many beers, I can't remember the word I'm looking for here. But, um, it's versatile. Uh, you can You can disconnect this repeater from this one and you can link this one and um, we also have um, kind of a GUI page where we can go and see the status page of the system and you can see all the individual repeaters and they're all listed so when somebody's talking one lights up and that bar highlights and you're like oh, okay so someone's on the Fremont County um, repeater but then also it's handy when you're running local nets and you see two bars light up at the same time you know somebody doubled and you say okay well I heard the one from Fremont, but I didn't get the one from Westcliff. You go ahead and try again. <laughs> I can't even. 
Mike, I will never forgive you for this. Never. <laughs> I, I heard you guys say earlier that Valerie was bu Valerie was busy, and I think now I know yes. why. Yeah, you know why. <laughs> Someone gave her forewarning. Just saying. <laughs> That was awesome. That, that's all we got. So you don't <laughs> you don't have to worry. That's that's the that, worst. That's all? Safe now until next year. <laughs> that, that's, yeah. That was plenty, by the way. Plenty. I'm not responsible for the source I, material. I am not a wino. Not a wino. Well, no. What? What? I'm not a wino. <laughs> It's just a champagne. <laughs> is that Welch's? I don't think so. Yeah, this is Welch's right here now. So, no. No, Mike. No. <laughs> I might be a wine out. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for being good sports. He did it to us, too. Well, thank you, George. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Tommy. Um, by the way, we just love your guys' show all the time. And it, if it wasn't funny, I wouldn't have had a hard time breathing. So yeah, <laughs> I can laugh at myself. <laughs> We're probably gonna catch a little flack for this. He somewhere. actually has to go change his underwear later. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh yeah, it's you know, it, it's a. We didn't want y'all to feel left out. That's. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate the love. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, and the we chat do. room. They they were, you know. I was laughing too hard to really watch that. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we didn't have that pulled up. But thank you, chat room. Yeah. Thank you, Amateur Logic. Uh, by the way, uh, George, Tommy, Emil, Mike, you guys bring so much to the amateur radio world. We... What can we say? You guys are awesome. So thanks for doing what you do. And Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, happy happy New Year to you guys. And, and you can say, like, our our theme is, you know, hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> that's, you know. That's, that's a good saying. That was like kind that. of the, the idea. I've never for heard that in my life from Jeff, ever. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the way I see it is ham radio is supposed to be fun, right? So I, I does it get any more fun than this? That's you You're go. exactly right. I love amateur radio, and I love every part of it. And, you know, I heard you guys talking about CW, and yes, none of us know it, but we all want to learn it. So that's one of my goals. I'm not going to say it's my resolution because I might kill that, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, oh. It's on my list for one of these days. What you got there, Jeff? A straight key. I I can't use it, but it's... Oh, okay. It. Yeah. Oh, cool. oh, cool. I use it to tune up. Oh, it looks like George is grabbing for one, too. I can't use this one either. So. <laughs> there you hey, go. Is that, the, is that the one they used to sell at Radio Shack? It looks a lot... No, I had one of those. I may still have one somewhere in a box, but the the one that was kind of like metal, kind of gold colored metal. Uh, no, this one was uh, black plastic and what? you know chrome metal pieces on it. But well, um, it's, it's, it's a little too far away to see. It wasn't very good quality anyway. Well, this one came from MFJ, 
And it's probably from the same manufacturer, I would I would think. Yeah, could be. It looks the same. It's not an expensive key, you know. But then again, neither are my CW skills. So it's, it, it <laughs> works out. Jeff, though. I've, I've got a, a bench of paddles that are hooked up to my HF rig, and same thing. I just I hit the one side of it just to tune up. Yeah. So- one of our Elmers gave gave me this, and I polished it up. I can't get the thing in the camera. There we go. Um, it's it's been around a while, and it was mm-hmm. all tarnished, and I polished it up, and I'm I'm pretty proud of it. But uh, yeah, someday I'll mm-hmm. figure this out. Is that is that one got the little lever on the bottom for tuning up? You can slide the lever over yeah. to put it in the transmit. It, cool. It has the it has the spot for it, but the thing is missing. But yeah, it, yeah. it does have the spot for it. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know CW. Uh, I know a few letters, but I could recognize my call sign and the call signs of the repeaters in the area, but that's about it. And I'm I'm right there with you. I don't know that when I, you know, I'm not even promising I'm going to learn it. I would like to know it, but I've got so many things going on. I, I can't commit to it because I know I won't do it right now. Maybe Maybe it's a retirement project one day. Maybe so. And I know you want to drop us. So I just wanted to say this, George, um, please let us show you one of our videos going to one of our transmitter sites up there at 12,000 feet. So oh, you please can do. show your view or something. Wow. Please do. Yeah, we would love to see it. Uh, Jeff has some video, so we'll, we'll edit it and send it to you. So well, I- I have a video from a site that 12,004. The problem is that every time my phone would get a text message, it would stop the video and I have to start it back <laughs> over again. So it's in multiple pieces. Why and if you I get can, so many text messages? I, it was probably you. Anyway, I, I, I don't, uh, if, if I can figure out how to put it back together or maybe I'm sure you could, but I don't want to task you with that. Well, we'll uh, work it out. Yeah. Well, we'd love to see it because, uh, you know, Tales from the transmitter side, always good stuff. You know. Yes. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. All right. You guys, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Amateur Logic TV. Thank you so much Happy for the show. And right. we were glad to be part of it. Thank so, 7 3. Happy yeah, New Year. Thanks for joining happy us. New Year. Happy New Year. You guys have a happy New Year. Absolutely. And we will see you Wednesday. Wednesday, of yep. course. For Ham Nation. All right. Yep. Good night, guys. You guys. 7 3. Bye. And I guess we should probably be winding it down. We've been going almost four hours. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. Three hours and 53 minutes. So, and people only drink one ginger beer. People are still watching, so uh, Glenn was right. They didn't have anything else to do. They really were starved for something to do. And could still be. Still a full house. Yeah. 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 It's still 44 in there. Still a good many people around. This was a fun show tonight. I yeah, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. There were a few rough spots. We would have liked to have more, but, you know, at least we managed to get but a few those in. Are, those are to be expected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Overall, I think uh, everything worked out pretty good. We had a good crowd over in the chat room there. I didn't get to, you know, to watch it all, I saw every time I looked though I saw something in there that grabbed my interest. 
Yeah, it's been kind of hard to uh, keep up with it. Yeah. I don't want to look too much because then I'm just looking to the side instead of toward the camera. Yeah. Well, now you can look at the camera. But, um, yeah, it, it's been a lot of fun. And we appreciate everyone that that watches the shows and supports us. And, you know, we're just doing it for fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, uh, good, clean, fun way to spend New Year's Eve if you didn't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. Appreciate everybody hanging with us. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do it again next year. Maybe it's possible. We kind of wait till the last minute to plan it. But so that's it's... how we roll on everything. Yeah. Yep. I'd like to keep surprised. So we'll be back <laughs> with another amateur logic around the fifteenth of January, twenty nineteen. Yep, I'll uh, be here before you know it. I got to write 2019 real big and hang it over there in front of my desk for <laughs> you know for a week or two till I get used to it. Especially if you're writing checks. Yeah. yeah. Does anybody still do that? No, oh, occasionally. I write four a year. Yeah. <laughs> I occasionally write write one, you know. Just for there was some uh, there was some news that came through today um, about Maplin. Do you know what Maplin is in the UK? Mm-mm. It's a chain of electronic uh, stores. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, I think I've heard of that. that. Well, they were falling under hard times as well, and um, I think the last time I was following the news on them, it was in the summertime, and they were basically uh, selling off all our inventory and they were basically closing the doors. But uh, the news, and I I was kind of wanting to to ask Nigel if he had heard anything uh, more about it, but apparently they they still have their website up. And if you go to their website, it says, we're back and we'll be celebrating our website relaunch very soon. So what that means, who knows, but it doesn't sound like they're, you know, closing doors for good. Hmm. Well, I think Nigel's back in the chat room. Oh, really? He he may answer you. He got up. I guess he saw. Yeah. Or, well, he didn't get much sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I usually ran on a little sleep. That's he's got me beat. Yeah, me too. Well. Yeah, there's uh, quite a few that are still in there. Well, thanks for hanging in with us, uh, you guys. Yeah, um, it's we might as well go another three minutes so we can make an even four hours of it. Sure, probably um, make it three more yeah. without having to break out the Puerto Rican coffee. All right. <laughs> yeah, I honestly thought about midnight would start dropping, but uh, no, well, I can, midnight was, Central Time. Yeah, that would have been pretty early. Well, it would have been an hour ago, an hour and 15 minutes. So, I don't even yeah. normally go to bed regular time, even when it's not New Year's Eve, by that early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us for this. It's a lot of fun and a great community there. We... Uh, we really appreciate everyone who watches the shows and supports us. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of stuff on here we didn't even get to tonight. And 
That we'll have to use some of that in the future here. But do we uh, come back tomorrow night? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I got to work. <laughs> uh, Mike, come back and see us again soon. It's been great having you on. Uh, well, two times just recently. Yeah, it's it's fun, and um, I've got some irons in the fire here in terms of projects. If I could only uh, get them. I guess uh, documented, so to speak. Um, like to to talk about them and and show the folks uh, what what I've been up to, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, I need to get some stuff done around here before that can happen. Yeah, well, it's um, I was going to say seven three in the chat room, but my keyboard gave up. Oh well. I guess I'll have to go old school and and use the touch screen. That's old school. That works. Well, yeah, I, I've been enjoying this Bluetooth keyboard, but I guess after several months of use, I finally depleted the battery. Ah. All right. Good night, everyone. Thanks for being here, and um, yeah, <clears throat> we'll see some of you Wednesday night on Ham Nation and. We'll see some of you around the 15th and throughout the year. Yep, 73, and have a happy new year. Yeah, happy 73, happy new year. Mm-hmm.